This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. They just talk all Sam and Dean. Now's not the time to bellyache about Sam going dark side. They started season four. This is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast where we cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. I'm a hunk. Chris, are you a hunk? I feel like I'm a hunk right now, I'll be honest. Yeah? You got you got that hunk juice going? You got a little a hunk juice in the cup next to you? Just, uh, just doing a little hunk? Yeah, you just you get your hunk cup, you're just doing some like crunches or something? That's what mm-hmm. hunks do, right? That's, what, that's definitely what hunks do. They do a lot of crunches. And probably a lot of squats, too, to get that hunk booty looking pretty good, too. You know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta pop that booty. There's absolutely no way a hunk gotta, You gotta pop not that, booty that booty <laughs> if you're gonna be a hunk. This is, you get, yeah. They go hand in hand. The Venn diagram is just a circle, Chris. Popped right, booty, the, hunk. <laughs> the hunk train gotta be pulling that caboose, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's, I, Chris, I'm, I am... I, absolutely know what you're saying i am i am smelling what you're stepping in yeah is that how that works that's exactly how that works yeah I'm, we already I'm mentioned la- I'm, I'm laying down what you're picking up yes that's okay yep the hunk, um, the hunk train has gone off the rails uh, yeah it, less than two minutes into the podcast and we're already crazy but we've got three really excellent episodes where, where are you at on these three in general they're pretty excellent, like you said. To quote okay. uh, you, quote we have friend of the three, show, of the show, Jeremy Greer. <laughs> we have three pretty excellent episodes. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, they, season four is not slowing down. Like they, I, I keep talking about them expanding the mythology, and they keep doing it. Like the the world building is just getting better and better. I love all of this stuff with Anna. I think it's really really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the stuff that we we find out about Dean. We finally get to talk about Dean's in a trip to hell, which I think they really subverted what I thought was going to happen. Like I thought he was just kind of fucked up from it as you might be yeah. having been tortured for a, like, a few months, but they expanded that on a way that I didn't really expect the first time through. So I'm looking forward we, to talking about that. We also get to find out what happened to Sam in those six months. And it's like exactly what you just assumed. <laughs> he was exactly up to. <laughs> what you would think. He's stinging it's, them and they're staying stung. Chris, that's what he was up to. percent what you already <laughs> assumed he was up to. So Chris, you, you made a comment in uh, our DMs today that on this show, Sam has slept with three women, mm-hmm. and that only one of them have been he- one of them was human. That's correct. I just, That's correct. I just love that. I love that statistic so much, and that I kind of want to just keep keeping track of that. We right? gotta have like, st- so we've got um, okay spoilers, but we have we have Jess. We assume they weren't waiting for marriage, like we discussed. Yeah, you don't yeah, wear that we, outfit we, to bed if you're waiting you for marriage. Wear- yeah, or unless you're just really trying to tease the hell out of Sam, but yeah. like the the dressed up nurse outfit, like I think they were. I, th- I think we can safely assume they were doing it. Yeah, they were. I think that's okay to assume. Um, number two, unless so, in Providence, that episode in season one, he makes mm-hmm. out with that chick, but I'm pretty sure they jet right after, and then they don't yeah. go. They mm-hmm. don't go to Bone Town whatsoever. Um, because Sam, you know, he's still he's recovering. You know, he needed a smooch. It was a co- a recovery smooch. He was kissing through his tears. <laughs> A little hair of the dog would bit you, right? Like that's right. You know, when you wake up the next day with a hangover, you're like, mm, I bet one beer would be enough to get me over this hangover, and then put me into a nice nap. And that's that was that that was that makeout session. That was that smooch. Mm-hmm. So then, so that's we only got one on the board so far, and that's still Jessica. Mm-hmm. Number two, 
is what was her name the the werewolf you know the the progenitor of all this <laughs> werewolf fucking talk you may you may remember us t- having a just a quick chat about werewolf fucking <laughs> now to anybody who listens to this podcast and isn't involved on twitter whatsoever there has been a lot of talk about uh werewolf <laughs> sex it went a lot just, of different ways it's gone a lot of ways it's just completely gone out of control it's out of our hands now so i know for a it, fact it uh it, it has uh spread to at least one more podcast our, our good friends over at the salt report talked about it um they were they were kind of salty about their twitter feeds um because we had created it uh, you know, and then we, i know I, I know we didn't perpetuate sure. it i'll tell you that much <laughs> we uh we just put it out there we just asked the question and everyone mm-hmm. else ran with it so uh but we've talked about werewolf fucking a lot the, so our, sam, uh, sam winchester has fucked a werewolf for all the all this chit chat that we've seen in our twitter yeah. timeline people tend to forget that our hero hunk, Sam Winchester, had sex with the werewolf. Had sex so with that's, the werewolf. So that was number two. And then number three, confirmed bone town for Sam Winchester, is a goddamn mm-hmm. demon. So it's a demon. And, and, let's, and let's be straight. Like, we're going to talk about it in the episode, but um, they, they kind of tiptoe around the whole, uh, am I, is, is it the body? Like, am I, is it me mm-hmm. possessing this body thing? Like, they, they, they do a, like a cheesy little retcon of that that is fine for what it is but like you're still fucking a demon (laughs) i guarantee you i don't know the details but if you made that chick orgasm her eyes turned black i guarantee it you're you're fucking a demon in a dead girl's body (laughs) a dead girl's body (laughs) so way to go sam winchester you're, wow. you're really, you really are a whole new level of freak. You're a whole new level of freak. You're just trying to take this, this curse. You just trying to try yeah, that's just that's just what he fuck calls everything it. on two legs. With when it. he when he wakes up in the morning and he checks his pants, he calls it his curse. <laughs> his morning curse. Nobody ever explained to him what that was. <laughs> I'm just trying to take this this curse, and do something good with it. So okay. So. Why road don't you so far. Uh, catch us up on the road so far, Chris? I think that's what needs to happen. I'd be glad to. Uh, last time on Monster of the Week, Dean rocked out to Eye of the Tiger, yelled at a cat, and refused to talk about hell. Sam went dark side for Halloween despite explicitly promising not to go dark side. An immortal alcoholic teddy bear is gripped with an existential crisis, and we met an angel named Uriel who's way more of a dick than Castiel. Thank you to friend of the show, Jess. We, we Thanks appreciate for that, that. Jess. For Please don't use words like that. dick anymore. That's a little bit uh, crass. Wow. wow, you got a lot of opinions on what what your woman should should say. Oh huh? no, guys, guys, it's just, I'm just kidding. I wrote this. Just didn't write it. I think everybody is in on the fiction. It was a criticism but, of me, not her. I think everybody is in on the fiction that we don't. Please, that we don't. We don't make our our wives and girlfriends uh, do a bunch of work for this podcast. Like, just please, just please. Uh, so, we're going to start out with uh, Season 4, Episode 9, I Know What You Did Last Summer, written by Sarah Gamble, directed by Charles Beeson. Sam and Dean search for a young woman who can hear conversations between angels after Ruby tells them a powerful demon is on the prowl to find her. I dig this episode a lot. I like Anna as a character a whole bunch, too. Yeah, this is all good stuff. Um, I Sometimes when I think of the grand like overall picture of not just Season 4, but Supernatural, I kind of forget about this. Mm-hmm. Um even though it plays such a huge part and it's like, it's all really, really good. Yeah. It, um, it gives you a, a different idea of the angels altogether and, and supernatural is going to run with this for a while of like, Oh, Hey, angels aren't good people. They're straight up dicks. <laughs> they're not number one. They're not people, but like, they're not good beings, right? Like yeah. they're just straight up dicks and that give a shit about humanity. 
And as we'll see when we meet, uh, well, we've already met Uriel once, and we kind of saw this before. He actually com- completely despises them and calls mm-hmm. them names like Mud Monkey, which I think is pretty offensive as a human. Yeah. Like, if, if an angel said that to me, I would ask him to go away. Yeah. <laughs> Just please leave. I don't I kindly <laughs> ask you to remove yourself. Can you uh, see yourself out of my mentions, please? Please. please oh, holy you. angel. <laughs> Very much blocked and reported. And reported. <laughs> So, uh, our previously on uh, is just a bunch of angel shit kind of laying out what's been happening in the show. And then, um, of course, Sam going dark side, which is always a fun thing to go back on. Yeah. Going into our cold open, we meet Anna, a redheaded lady of probably like in her mid-20s, mm-hmm. who uh, basically is laying out this whole like show <laughs> to her therapist. And her therapist is not believing any of it. Yeah. She starts She's- talking about angels, Lilith, the seals, everything. She's just laying out this whole situation. And it's kind of your typical, like, um, obsessed, kind of, like, religious fanatic type uh, delusion. Um, it has an actual name, and, I'm, and I'm, I don't know what it is. But, you know, focusing on, on a religious ideology to kind of, like, cope with whatever mental illness you're dealing with. And uh, it, it just seems like it's completely that. So the therapist is like, okay, sure. Sounds nice. And we should note that um, it's not like a not just like she's not out in the world like at her therapist's office she's like been hospitalized yeah. yes, like she yes, is yes. At, a, at a medical clinic of some kind um so uh yeah this is kind of freaky like I, re- I remember being like super interested like how does this chick know anything uh but shortly after this the therapist leaves I, they make it so the therapist is obviously in disbelief uh but yeah. then an orderly comes in and is like hey yo it's time to take your medicine and then anna reacts like holy shit your face yeah and, of course, the orderly is a demon. And then Anna uses her telekinesis and slams a, <laughs> a bookshelf, basically, into this dude. And then and then jets. And then that's yeah. our, our cold. She knocks out a demon with a bookshelf. I wish the the Winchesters could figure out how to pull that move off. Because it seems like hitting hitting uh, <laughs> demons with heavy objects is not really what does the trick. But, you know, no. hey, no, you they, never know. They keep, they keep trying, though. <laughs> I wonder if in any way, shape, or form this is supposed to suggest she's anything like Sam. Because... That's kind of the only type of psychic power we've seen humans use before is just tossing people around like that. Like we've never seen another type of, of being used other than angels use spells like that. So you would think, oh, this young girl, is she supposed to be another one of like Azazel's children that we haven't like found out about mm-hmm, or whatever? Mm-hmm. I never thought that. It's just never really crossed my mind. But I think it is a possibility that that's something that they could be going for to kind of mislead you at first. But maybe not. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. They they definitely try to like uh, mislead you uh, just a little bit, uh, but we we we're gonna find out. In fact, we're not gonna find out in this episode. We're gonna find out in the next episode uh, exactly what she is. So yeah, I remember. Um, I didn't realize this chick. She shows up on Mad Men. Oh yeah, which I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which is cool. Julie McNevin. So mm-hmm. just calling that out because we should do that more often. Shout out. Um, is this so? Is this where they cut to the bar with Sam and Dean at the bar? Yes. It seems like <laughs> Sam's they just acting finally, drunk again. <laughs> yeah. They finally just start showing us things that the boys always talk about doing, like the uh, hustling pool. Like, they've mentioned hustling pool before, but we've never seen them in the act of it. And now I, I like that, even when it is, you know, Sam acting drunk is always a little bit like, oh boy, okay. Um, but I, I like that they're using stuff like that, stuff that we know the Winchesters do, to set up other scenes rather than always just having them in a hotel room. Um, yeah. just like, you know, sitting around like reading or something. Suddenly it's like, Hey, I heard from Bobby that this, like they're in the middle of hustle and pool. Like they, they usually do. Uh, 
where it's clear that they're both in on it. They're going back and forth. It's kind of fun just to see how they go about these things. Um, but then Sam's suddenly, drunk acting remains yeah. so terrible. Like, it is. Just the I guess word. this time around, it, it makes a little bit more sense because he's yeah. not acting like the character's not supposed to be drunk. The ta- character yeah. is supposed to be acting drunk. Still, um, <laughs> I don't know if Jared Padalecki's like, ever drank in his life. Uh, Jared, Jared, go to a bar. Jared, please <laughs> like, just go, go go to a bar at like ten o'clock at night so you can see how this is done. <laughs> but uh, just as he's about to uh, to hustle this pool, he he looks over and he sees Ruby sitting at the bar and he's like, "Holy shit!" So him and him and Dean run on over to to go talk to her because we haven't seen anything of Ruby for a while now. Yeah, we, we, she's just been kind of gone as uh, you know. So it's Ruby time, and I accidentally wrote her name down as uh, Meg. So I was obviously in a great state of mind when I was doing these <laughs> yeah. notes. Definitely uh, not Meg. Definitely Ruby. Um, she wants them to track down this girl, and of course Dean is immediately suspicious. Um, and Sam is like, "Oh no, we have to do it." Ruby yeah. said so. Yeah, please. Uh, she's my girlfriend. We have to listen to her, please. Otherwise, she um, won't kiss me. Yeah, otherwise she won't give me that sweet, 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 sweet demon handy for my morning curse. <laughs> give me that sweet <laughs> demon nectar. <laughs> so uh, they kind of go back and forth, and Dina's like, I don't, you know, I want to know what why you trust her. And Sam says, Well, I, I want to know, you know, why don't you tell me what happened to hell? Don't uh, spare the details. He suddenly sounds yeah. like Batman when he delivers that line. <laughs> It's so weird. Uh, so Sam starts describing like what happened six months earlier while Dean was in hell. And uh, we get a- another super drunk Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of drinking in this episode. It's just like a lot of drinking. Um, so he's going, he wants to do a demon deal. He's summoned a crossroads demon and hit with the idea of like, hey, take me, Lilith wants me dead. Just bring, bring Dean back. I don't want yeah. 10 years. I don't want a year. Like, I just, like, take me right now. Just bring Dean back. Yeah. Uh, the demon. trade places with them. Notably, I think this is the first Crossroads demon we've seen that's, that was a dude. Um, was, the demon is, like, kind of suspicious because Sam literally killed the last Crossroads demon. Yeah. Across. yeah. <laughs> so he's like, where's that, where's the knife of yours? And Sam puts the knife on the, uh, the demon knife on, like, a, I don't know, a table on the, in this middle of this fucking... Where are they, these crossroads, that there's I all these know. structures around it, I but whatever. Um, and then, of course, it's a trick, so when the demon walks over, Sam grabs the knife and, like, sticks his hand, sticks it through his hand and pins him to the table, which I think is pretty good. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's real good with handling these, uh, these crossroads demons, or mishandling them, I should say. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's good at getting the drop on them. He's good at outsmarting them. He's just not mm-hmm. good at getting anything that he wants from them, which is yeah. weird because that is literally the whole purpose of a crossroads team, <laughs> 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 just to give you what you think you want. Um, then we go back to the present. Uh, Sam and Dean are dressed up like whatever. They're, they're kind of not even bothering to. <laughs> oh, wait, like, it is notable to to say that the demon says something along the lines of like, "Nah, like we have your brother." And you just where we want you. I don't know if yeah, he says yeah. that specifically, but it's basically like, no, we're we're happy with the situation that we're in right now. And you would think like Lilith wants Sam dead. Like, what's the deal with this? But that's mm. that's where we're at. Which makes sense because you know Sam is obviously on the deep end. Like he's mm-hmm. off the deep end. Excuse me. Um, and then Dean's in hell. Like that's a pretty good place for the Winchesters to be. So I, yeah. I, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, in the current time. They're interviewing Anna's doctor, and uh, they're kind of writing it off as like, in, like this. This is just a crazy person. Dean's kind of yeah. got this thing where he's like, "This is not going to be anything. This is just some bullshit that Ruby sent it on." Until they start seeing um, her sketchbook, mm-hmm. just full of like full page sketches of stuff like the Witnesses revival. Or whatever. Yeah, it's all the sixty six seals and shit. She wrote down every single one of them. No, not really, but um, 
it's you know the clues are starting to add up pretty quickly. So they're like, okay, I guess we should probably look into this. Is that when they go to Anna's house? Yeah. So they they figure if she's if she ran away, which is what happened when she um, after she bashed the demon with the bookcase. Yeah. Um, she ran away, and they 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 assumed it would be like she would go to her um, her parents. Mm-hmm. Well, they go to her parents' house and find them dead, and of course, smelling of sulfur. So demons have obviously been there. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. Like. They did nothing wrong, right? Yeah, they got they got pr- cooked pretty hard though, so it's um, it's not good. It's not a good situation. It's not a good situation. Uh, Sam deduces from her sketchbook that she really enjoys church, so they go to the church and they find her at the in this church basement, and um, she's kind of scared. In the church attic. They're hiding upstairs with that. Thing, I said. Um, I said. Uh, yeah. I definitely. I definitely said basement and definitely meant attic. Sorry, because it, um, it's it's not going to make a lot of sense when they start jumping out the basement when window. They jump <laughs> I was going to say, Sam and Dean have never jumped out a window like this before. So. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, well, she, Sam is like, hey, we're here. My name's Sam. I want to help. And she says, not Sam Winchester. And she's and he's like, she's like, I know everything about you. And then she she sees Dean and she's like, are you Dean Winchester? <laughs> like, yeah. The angels talk about you a lot. <laughs> and I think she says, like, basically this is where she, she does her lore dump of, hey, yeah, six months ago. I started basically picking up on angel radio. I can hear the communications of the the angels. And the very first thing I heard was that Dean Winchester was saved. Um, yeah. The news that Dean was pulled from hell was the very first thing that she heard. That's what turned her, her radio on essentially. Um, and she tells Dean as much. And so she's like, yeah, I, I hear all these things about you and, and Sam. Yeah. They don't like you very much. So, um, you know, whatever. But, uh, is this when, oh. I love Dean's reaction here too, because as she lays this whole thing out that she overhears angels and everything like that, she she says he says, "Oh, well, no wonder the demons are after you. Like this is your your this would be amazing to have for them yeah. if they could hear these angel conversations." And then um, he says something to the extent of like, "So wait a minute, they locked you up just because they just because you were tuned into like the angel radio?" And she's like, "Yeah." yeah. And he's like, that sucks. <laughs> and she's like, thank you. Like, finally somebody gets it. I just really, uh, Dean Winchester, like, just like bonding with this chick on just like a core level. Like, and, and the actress whose name I've already, or Julia McNiven, I actually had it up. Wow. Um, it's like, she plays it really well. She's so charming. She's got this like beautiful, extremely nice and earnest face. Like, it's just like the reaction, the, the interaction between Dean and Anna, I think is just fantastic all over yeah. the place. I love it. I love it. They, I love get, it, love e- it. they get each other very well. Um, they do. Seconds later, Ruby shows up and she's like, Hey everybody, we've, uh, we've got demons on our tail. They're headed here right now. And that's a Dean's like, you led them here. Damn it, Ruby. But she's like, nah, she did. Like they're after her. Um, and she obviously <laughs> freaks a- out too. Cause she can see Ruby's real face. Yeah. Yeah. And Anna's like kind of freaked out about that. But, uh, Ruby comes is saying, Hey, we don't have enough time to do anything. We don't have enough time to run. This demon is hot on my trail. Sam, you have to do your thing. You have to you have to exercise mm-hmm. him with your power, and Sam's like, okay, sure. Like yeah. they argue about this a little Dean bit. Dean is like, then, nah, uh, please don't. She's like, nope. You exercise this demon now, or we die. That's it. And I like the, I love her phrase here because, um, and we've talked about this a lot. She she looks over at Dean and says, "Now is not the time to whine about Sam going dark side." Yeah. Which, <laughs> so that tells me, like, because that speech was between Sam and Dean that tells me that Sam has used the phrase dark side to describe what's happening he's, to him. He's moping around with demon. her. <laughs> he's like, right. I don't know. Was I supposed to go dark side or something? I mean, I just he's don't know. He's complaining about his demon powers to his demon power trainer. Like what, what, what are you doing, Sam? I just, but I just, I love the line. Like I, it's, yeah. it's, it's just really funny. 
the demon shows up and he has like weird eyes that we've yeah. never seen before. The statue and of Mary starts crying that's in the attic up there. Yeah, like does that happen everywhere demons go? I don't know. <laughs> I think be, it's has to be fucking exhausting because it's this super special demon and it's like just an omen, you know, a bad omen that this thing yeah. is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, other demons don't have this happen. Uh, I know that the demon we're about to be introduced to, Alistair, he's a little bit of a, a higher up on the on the food chain as far as demons go. He has a name. Um, he's not just For random one. demon number 10. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, they, they pulled these names like from Alistair Crowley, the, the mm-hmm. dude, the Satanist dude, whoever he was. Sorry, I don't know a lot about him, but um, I just know that he's a, an actual person. And it's just interesting that they're like, let's name a demon Alistair, and then we need another demon. What should we name him? Let's name him Crowley. Let's just go for that. Yeah, uh, sure. Great job, guys. Yeah, uh, the, the naming doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, Lilith doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you get right down to it. But, again, like, it's not... They're, they're not, like, basing this on the actual, like, Christian mythology. Like, they're yeah. just taking it and running <laughs> with it, so... Which, good for them for doing that, because you're trying to get trapped up into, like, the hierarchy of the fucking angels. It'd be you know, just a nightmare of a, of a time. Yeah, who has the um, time? Most importantly, Alistair recognizes Dean, and yeah. he was the one that was torturing Dean when he was down in hell. And mm-hmm. while he's beating the shit out of Dean, <laughs> which is fun. Also worth uh, noting that Sam tries to use the psychic powers, and immediately it's just... Oh, yeah, 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 we did. We skipped over that. Yeah, he does try to exercise the demon, and it does not it work. It doesn't do shit. The dude, like, coughs or, like, burps. And he's like, oh, okay. That's all you got, yeah, Sam, it, sorry. And he says something about, like, you don't have the juice for that, which uh, I don't think we're going to get a resolution on just yet, but no. we're something is powering uh, Sam's demon powers, but we don't quite know what it is. But yeah, Alistair recognizes Dean and kind of starts fucking with him. And is like, oh, hey, I, I forgot. You, you can't probably don't recognize me because I'm wearing a pre- pediatrician, which I think is another good line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was the one that tortured Dean in hell. Like, we've got some, some insight to this, and it kind of shakes Dean a little bit to, to, to see this guy, right? Yeah, realizing who it is, like the, the, the shit that they're in. Um, and Sam was, he was thrown down the stairs. Like that was me literally every day of my childhood. I, I have gigantic feet. So I was constantly falling down the stairs, just fucking head first, like an idiot. I'm surprised I'm even alive to be totally honest. Um, but that was Sam just getting tossed <laughs> down the stairs. I don't, what, what about having big feet makes stairs my, hard? My feet would just get caught because like my legs aren't long enough to co- or weren't long enough to compensate for the fact that my size friggin' 16 feet would be just clipping off a of shit. <laughs> that is the worst problem for an adolescent male to have. I'm so yeah. sorry, Chris. That sounds so terrible. <laughs> I trip. I still trip so much. It's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I have to buy all my know. shoes special online and I fall a lot. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Dylan did at me on Twitter the other day when I would, when I was showing off my uh, get good shoes, and he was yeah. like, "Chris would try to spend four hundred dollars to buy a pair of those." It's a disaster. Um, so yeah, so, I relate to Sam getting fucking chucked down the stairs here. He gets chucked down the stairs. Um, Sam Sam does manage to come back this time with a demon knife and stabs Alistair in the uh, in the like chest. the back or in the heart or the chest. Yeah, Just gets him. You would think like that would just roast any old demon, but Alistair's like, nah, uh-uh. <laughs> no, he just straight up pulls the knife out of his body and is like, oh, hey, new knife. Yeah. <laughs> Found my brand. <laughs> so they're like, okay, time to take off. Um, Quickest way out of here. Not the stairs that Sam just fell down. He's already no. determined that those stairs are not suitable for walking. He was like, yeah, dude, no. no. Just ate the most shit down those. We need to find <laughs> another way out. <laughs> 
I love this look that they exchange and both immediately decide to jump out of the stained glass window and fall like 30 feet. Like they don't even have to say anything. Like they what just did they land the on? The concrete just steps? Just the fucking ground below, man. Like, and also, that dude's wearing a pediatrician. Why didn't he just jump down there and the fight I, resumes? Like, I don't know. This is an exit strategy. It's it's very dramatic, right? Like it's it's very you know, over the top and like, and they do the slow-mo going through the stained glass and the whole nine. Like it's, it's very cool looking, Yeah, but like why it works as an escape from a, you know, angsty demon. I, I, I don't understand. They just have to have the next scene, which is yet again, a scene where they show us, they, they use a scene showing us things that we have always heard Sam and Dean doing to then do some other plot shit. Yeah, um, which is fun, which is good stuff. I did want to mention, by the way, before we get into this, uh, Ruby had ta- has taken Anna and disappeared with her. Like as soon yes. as as soon as Alistair showed up, she she took off with Anna. So, yeah. So yeah, I I do now that I've kind of noticed it, I appreciate that extra step of writing of yeah, Sam and Dean are hustling pool when the plot happens, or um, Sam and Dean are patching themselves up, or they're sleeping in the back of the Impala. Just little things like that that we know that they do, but we don't ever see them do because it's a TV show. Now they're using those little things, to, and I feel to just characterize them a little bit more, to give them a little bit more life. I don't know. I mean, they already obviously have a lot of life in them, um, but I just now that I've noticed it, I really like those little touches. So now we see Sam and Dean. Sam is sewing up his arm from you know a big gash he has, and uh, you know Dean's getting ready to have his shoulder pop back in place. It's just like the boys recovering from like the worst night ever. It's nice seeing the. Uh the consequences of some of their stuff. Like mm-hmm. they, we, we briefly mentioned in monster movie uh, or Dean did that. He came back from hell with all of his scars clean, but mm-hmm. uh, taken off of his body he, when he was rehominated. <laughs> um, but it's, it's actually nice seeing that these guys get scars from doing this hellish nightmare of a job that they do. Yeah. So I, I, I like these scenes, even though it's a little bit kind of dude bro and machistic, but like, it definitely I mean, is. <laughs> like they're, I mean, like he's literally like putting stitches in his, in his arm. Sam is while Dean comes over and like hands him a bottle of whiskey to pour on it. And he like takes a shot first. Like it's, it's very <laughs> macho, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but it really macho. works. Like it, it, it kind of works because they're two hunks, man. They got to take yeah. care of the hunk of dudes. So. Yeah. They're allowed to be macho every once in a while. They show more feelings than anybody, period. So they're allowed to be like stereotypical male TV star every once in a while. Yes. Agreed. Um, but they're kind of fighting about Ruby during this entire time. Um, and because Dean, who I think is the, the more rational person in this situation between these two brothers right yeah. now is like in most, the demon in most totally stole Anna. <laughs> like I, I, I don't trust her. She's probably turning her over to somebody right now. And Sam's like, no, no, she wouldn't do that. She's keeping her safe. Like, why do you trust her so much, Sam? And then we get this, we get yet another flashback. So yeah. this is right after uh, Sam has kind of botched the whole demon deal thing. He goes, stumbles back into his apartment and it gets immediately jumped by two demons. One is a blonde woman and one is just some random dude. The blonde woman is revealed to be Ruby and she, like it's like kind of threatening Sam a little bit, and then he like sticks his neck out, and he's just like, "Hey, just do it, just kill me." <laughs> yeah, Sam, I'm just ready to fucking die at the drop. Dude, he's just giving up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, uh, but this is you know she turns once again and stabs the demon that's holding him back, and then says like, "Hey, I'm I'm a fugitive out here for you, Sam. I'm doing all of this for you." Which, yeah. like, and. Sam does a reasonably okay job of like saying no for about 27 seconds and then just immediately falls in line. Like Sam, 
what the fuck, man? Like, you cannot trust this chick, no matter how many times she supposedly helps you. She's the one that brought the demon to your room, dog. Yeah, like, it's it's complicated. Because I know that the show is really starting to to pitch us in, uh, in Ruby's favor. But it's hard to just, like, look, avoid the fact that, like, Dean has hated her for a long time. And as the audience member, I was always torn between. Because I'm like, well, Sam trusts her, but Dean doesn't. And, like... Only one of them could be right here. I find so. it fucking hilarious that this is a like a debate for you. I find it. Just, oh, it I, was when I was when I was first watching it. I didn't know what I'm saying. They were like, go with it. Man, I like Sam. Please, yeah. dog. Like this is not. None of this is right. You have to know. You have to he's, know. He's a dang fool. But the show is trying to convince us that she's a good guy. Um, so he he says like if you want to help me save Dean I can't do that nobody nothing I know has the power to do that which we find out we've already found out that only angels can do that um, and then he says like hey if you're going to help me like you can't be riding some poor person like you have to let go of this person that you're in and then you know n- then we'll you know deal with me in another way so uh, she contrives to find a just so happens to be gorgeous <laughs> young woman who's literally on death's door and she. she takes over the body and wakes it up and the doctors are all like, Whoa. And she's like, let's have some French fries because yeah. she mentions French fries constantly. Yeah. It's them trying to be like, Hey, remember it's Ruby, right? What's your, uh, what's your favorite food? You think? What's my favorite food? Honestly, mm-hmm. mm, probably, probably either some sort of red meat. It's some sort of red meat. Sorry. Some sort of red meat. I love me a good burger. I love me some steak. Mm-hmm. It's just the way mm-hmm. I am. How many times have you mentioned some kind of red meat out loud to your friends today? On uh, uh, zero, zero times. Yeah, because you're a normal fucking person and not a weird <laughs> demon obsessed with the idea of eating french fries. It's just so fucking weird. Uh, I don't know. Those salty french fries, I still don't get it, but whatever. Yeah, we're not even... <laughs> I want french fries with no salt, please. Did you ever this... hear about that? Like, that's how people uh, ordered shit from Walmart. Or not Walmart, from uh, McDonald's. Like, I want fresh fries, so I'll ask them for them with no salt. I'm like, so you want hot, shitty fries? Like, why do you... <laughs> yeah, hot fries with nothing on them? All right. <laughs> that sounds so bad. Bland potato strips? Sure thing, pal. <laughs> uh, bland potato strips is the name of my polka cover. Polka-themed Nirvana cover band. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so she convinces, uh, Sam that if he's going to go after Lilith, he has to power up his psychic mojo or whatever. And, um, they kind of, we get a little training montage session where he's got a demon tied up and he's like trying his hardest and his nose starts bleeding and he's just not very fucking good at it. Like it's just, he's going to have to do it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that training session turns into sexy times for yeah. some reason. We just go back. Let's just let's cut this short. They go back and forth. Sam trying to train. He's really desperate. He doesn't think he should be doing this. It's nice that they're like, yeah, we should probably write in the fact that Sam has doubts about this, right? Because like it's pretty pretty bad what he's doing. Um, he's just lamenting, you know, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Blah blah blah. All this is bad, but also I'm gonna keep doing it, and also I'm gonna bone down on you, Ruby. They just they just get it. There's just a lot of yeah. frustration. There's just a lot of uh, hunkiness, and um. The this gets this gets pretty graphic. Like she's like actively seducing him, so she's like, "This body, if it's, it's this body that bothers you, because this body is, it's empty inside." Sam, it's Sam. Or she empty. keeps saying it's like it's warm, warm. and it's nice or something. It's, like, uh. <laughs> it's warm inside this body, and I'm like, "Yo, please, <laughs> uh, Ruby, please, <laughs> CW, please, guys, what are you doing? Holy crap!" Uh, uh, 
and, and like grabbing his hand and putting his hand like under her shirt to touch her skin and things like that. And finally, I think this is just a really brilliant from a narrative perspective. Like the, we get a, a quick cut and uh, Dean says, Sam, why are you telling me all this? Like TMI, man, TMI, yeah, do not yeah. skip all the sexy times and, and tell me like what, <laughs> I don't need to hear all of this. And he's like, well, you said to be detailed, <laughs> not that <laughs> fucking detail, which makes me wonder, like if you're sitting there. And like, and then she came on to me, and she grabbed my hands, and she put my hands under her shirt, and she told me how warm she was inside. Like, is she telling Dude's us like, what the fuck? So I weird. don't want to hear this, <laughs> dude. <laughs> uh, so yeah, luckily Dean uh, stops all of this, um, and I'm trying to think exactly what happens. They go back to it because Sam has finally tracked down Lilith, and he wants to go after her. And of course, Ruby says, "No, you're not powerful enough yet." They go after her, and of course, it's a trap. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I, Ruby I, saves him. I don't remember. Yeah, Ruby yeah, saves him. Ruby, Ruby saves him. Um, and the thing that Sam gets out of this is he goes back to Dean. He tells He's telling Dean in the present, like, and that's when I realized she was saying to me the, what you would have said to me, Dean. Oh, yeah. And like, hey... Sam, like she's telling you not to go after an all-powerful demon when you're sh- when you're just terrible at it. You're terrible at your psychic demon power. Also, just saying, if she was going to be I, saying anything to Sam, she of course would try to say what she thinks Dean would say because she knows that Sam yeah. would listen to that. <laughs> yeah, d- just saying, Sam, <laughs> Sam. That's this is the worst reason to trust anybody. Sam, please, <laughs> Sam, please. It's, Dean has like a look on his face, and I don't know if it's supposed to him being like, oh. Or if it's supposed to be him and like, oh, I don't like that. Like, it's hard to tell. <laughs> the uh, So this gets interrupted again by a knock at the door. And it's um, a cleaning lady who kind of barges in and walks over to Sam and hands Sam a note and says, I'm at this address. And of He's like, oh, uh, what? <laughs> it's Ruby having taken over this this this, cl- the cl- this sassy cleaning lady. Um, and is just, it's, it's a very funny moment where she's, you know, just going there and basically boss him around. I'm right here. I've, you know, Anna's safe. Just get your ass over here and help me, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. This Um, is a good, good break in like the sexy times and the over emotional Dean's, or excuse me, over emotional Sam stuff. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm glad that I'm glad the flashback is over. So, uh, at this point, we're going to kind of go right into almost the wrap-up, really, because yeah. Sam and Dean go and meet with Ruby and Anna, and shortly afterwards, Castiel and Uriel show up. Uh, yeah, before that, Dean awkwardly apologizes to Ruby. Yeah, like, this is a weird thing, because she basically saved Sam's life, and he's like, you know, thanks, or whatever. And I guess we're supposed to view this as, like, Dean slowly, sh- surely trusting Ruby. Yeah. But I kind of view it as just Dean being awkward having to say thank you like hey you did this one nice thing it was like we were talking about earlier with notch like he donated ten thousand dollars you're still a shit bag yeah but you did a nice thing you're still, <laughs> right? you're still a toilet person but you have so yeah. much money that it doesn't even matter <laughs> exactly and that and it's, it, feel, it feels like the same situation with ruby where it's she's a complete shit stain of a human of a of a demon right like she did horrible things throughout her lifetime but she just did this one nice thing, so Dean yeah. feels weird about saying thank you. It's just, it is weird that they kind of start to make it seem like Dean is going to, like, come around to her, like, with the next episode. Like, he's always going to be a little bit, like, mistrusting. But he, like, she gets knocked over at some point, and Dean helps her up, and I'm like, Dean, what are you doing? Yeah, Dean, please. <laughs> she can get, get up on her own. You're, like, really like, <laughs> hey, hey, I got your friend. Like, it, the show, it's, I, I know that's the writers, you know, that's mm-hmm. not really Dean. 
Um, and that's the writers trying to say like, yeah, okay, we need to trick the audience. Sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we need to, whatever. So Dean, Dean kind of trusts her, but whatever. Uh, Uriel and, and Castiel show up. Yeah. Well, uh, right? no. Yeah. We, we talk about her finding out that her parents are dead and having a oh, yeah, session. Kind, yeah, yeah. kind of a drag. Yeah, there was that whole awkward moment where Sam's like, uh, about your parents. Yeah. Um, but then, yes, Castiel and Uriel show up, and um, they are like, hey, we need to kill Anna. Yeah. <laughs> Just straight up want to fucking murder her. Because she's too much of a liability. Well, that's kind of like the reason given is like, yeah, well, if the demons get their hands on her, that's bad. Uh, so let's just uh, just ice her, right? I will say um, some things happen in this scene that I, I like a lot. Anytime that Anna, excuse me, that anytime Ruby gets around an angel, she kind of loses her composure a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you can tell she's just like sweating profusely. Dot gif, right? Like she's <laughs> yeah. just like, um, uh, what the fuck do I do? This is a little angel of the Lord, and I am a demon. So also, like uh, Sam and Dean, like getting busted hanging out with the demon, like not a good look. <laughs> Not a good look. I mean, Sam just got busted using his demon power, and now here he's, like, hanging out with the chick that trained him how to use his demon power. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not a good look. Not, not a good look. Um, so, yeah, that we basically go immediately to a to-be-continued right here, which is kind of aggravating. Like, this, these, these were a week apart, so, like, you had to wait a whole week to get any kind of conclusion to this whole thing that you just watched 45 minutes of. Yeah. So. Uh, this becomes more normal going forward. They're episodes are, I feel like are less contained. There's still always the one-off episodes, but more and more uh, throughout the, the next few seasons, it's a lot of to-be-continued. It's a lot of um, incomplete narratives for a single episode, which sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. But um, this, I'm just glad that I was able to com- immediately watch the next episode. Me too. In fact, it was actually, it's been really hard for me not to watch Get It Way Ahead of the Show. <laughs> Season four and five are so good. Like I was sitting here, um, I was just sitting here today and thinking like man i could just i could just like bang two episodes out real quick it'd be so much fun Let's get into Season 4, Episode 10, Heaven and Hell, written by Eric Kripke and Trevor Sands, directed by Jay Miller Tobin. Sam and Dean learn why the angels want to kill Anna. They try to save her by helping her restore a crucial part of her past, even as Alistair and his demons close in on her. So, yeah, kind of basic stuff there. We pick up immediately where we left off. We just go right into it. And um, the angels kind of make their attack. Castiel just put Sam to sleep, which, yeah. man, I, w- I wish I had that power. <laughs> yeah, Sam, please. <laughs> and uh, Uriel just gets the, or Uriel just beats the hell out of Dean for a little while. Yeah. Uh, he's clearly taking something out on there, because we have to remember that Uriel and Dean really don't like each other. Uriel just doesn't like humans at all, much less Dean, who has yeah. just talked back to him constantly since the moment they met. And Dean is the one human that he's supposed respect. to respect. Yeah. And yet, Dean is the person who's most disrespectful to him, so he's probably his least favorite human at this point. It's a, it's a pretty close tie between him and Sam, but he feels like he could just wipe away Sam at any point and not care about it. He could just kill him off, that'd be that, but Dean is personal. <laughs> yeah, um, and while this is happening, we get a giant flash of light, and then everybody wakes up, and the angels are gone, and 
uh, we find that Anna has done a an angel banishment spell mm-hmm. by um, cutting open her wrist and just drawing in her own blood to do, to do the spell. Which yeah, it's pretty good. Hope you <laughs> none more goth. Hope you like angel banishment spells because that's going to come up a yeah. lot. See, angel banishment sure- spells are kind of cooler than demon ones because the demon ones. Well, you're, you're reading the exorcism, which I, I find cool anyway. You know, there's the devil's mm-hmm. traps and, and the exorcism, but this it's like they're drawing in blood quickly, and then they're always just slamming their bloody hand into the middle of it, like they're actually like doing a thing. And I'm like, yo, that's fucking cool. But once again, nobody. In the, the fictional world of Supernatural, uses more magic than Sam and Dean Winchester. <laughs> than the hunters do. I mean, I mean, I mean it, you got you to gotta pull in Bobby with that. Bobby, Bobby yeah. is The not, three of them combined strange. more magic yeah. than any creature Ooh. in existence. Oh, man. Um, so they, they take Anna to Bobby's uh, to set her up in um, the thing that we saw earlier this season, like his like, demon-proof bomb shelter or whatever. Yeah. Um, Ruby gives Dean and Sam like some hex bags that are supposedly mm-hmm. going to throw the demons off their trail. And uh, I just find this like as much because every time Dean has seen a hex bag, he's been like, this is fucking disgusting. And, it's yeah. gross. It, and he doesn't really say anything about it here, which kind of frustrates me a little bit. Like I wouldn't like to see me like Ugh, or whatever, like it because he hates witches so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he despises yeah. them. I don't even know if this is the first time that they've used hex bags just because it's such a common thing i feel like going throughout the series like the boys are always like yeah we got hex packs like the bad guy doesn't find us it's always like that (laughs) yeah the the, and they need that right like they need that MacGuffin to to try to determine like because if demons can just teleport anywhere it will basically how do you ever (laughs) how do you get everything Um, done (laughs) (laughs) alistair i'm trying to do my fucking taxes they're due tomorrow man please do off so they um um, it's funny that they're at bobby's house and bobby's in the bahamas and sam is like is he working a job <laughs> Why is Bobby in the Bahamas? I can't even picture that actor. Like, Dean as much says as something seen... about uh, Bobby being in a trucker hat and a banana hammock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> surrounded by women, and uh, I think Sam has to break in with the dude. You're confusing reality and porn again. Which... Yeah, <laughs> how many times has he had to say that again? He says it. I think I've marked it in this episode. He says it like, twice. He, yeah, he says it twice in here, which is is pretty fun. Um, yeah, but this is the part where. Whether the show, I mean, the show is just doing it on purpose. It's like we've created our team. We have our two hunters. We have an angel. We have a demon, and they're all joining forces. They're all friends, and that's why it's weird and almost out of character that Dean becomes so trusting of Ruby. And I get it's because they were trying to create this dynamic, this like cool dynamic that they could put in the commercials, and you know, like they're doing a thing, and so they have to shape the characters a little bit to fit with that thing. And so Dean is just suddenly a lot more accepting of Ruby after hearing one story about his brother boned down on it. I mean, it's weird that they still killed that werewolf after his brother boned down on it. So I don't know. Dude, <laughs> well, he they cried a lot about it. I don't know if you remember they, the crying. Yeah. Sam. And he's like, <laughs> I have a lot, a lot of crying of about a lot of other things I need to do. This cannot be one of them. So <laughs> these stellar tears are no blessing. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Uh, well, Dean has a good plan, which is to go get our friend Pamela. Pamela, you might remember, is the best psychic in Illinois. I think is what Bobby called her. Yeah. Who uh, got her angels? Got, excuse me, got her eyes burned out when she tried to call Castiel. Yeah. Um, she is a delight as always. She sexually molests Dean a little bit, which is a lot of fun. Uh, even though she's blonde, she can immediately identify that Anna and Ruby are in the room, and um, she, she squeezes Sam's butt too. I think that's important. To is know. it? Oh, was it really? Is it both of them? Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> she's just a <laughs> that's really funny. Um, 
she then hypnotizes Anna to try to figure out where she learned this spell. And uh, we've kind of gotten a little bit of a historical look at Anna. Uh, like, we know that she was adopted. Uh, we don't really know a lot of the circumstances. Or do we, Have we found that from the, out from the therapist, right? Or has that happened later? I don't know. We, we know a little bit here and there about it. Okay, yeah. We'll just assume that it's already happened. Kind of superfluous information about the human version of Anna, because spoilers. Yeah, uh, this is where we find out that Anna is actually a human. Excuse me, actually a human. (laughs) She's actually an angel. Uh, And the reason she has so many daddy issues is because she disobeyed her dad, the one true God. Mm -hmm. And uh, she became human. And when she got to Earth, she ripped out her grace, which she describes as cutting out your kidney with a butter knife. Yeah. And um, the grace is like uh, essential power for these angels. Like this is the reason why she doesn't teleport around or scare the bejesus out of everybody when she makes a phone call like Castiel and Uriel do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the reason why she can be there, presumably without a host, right? It's like she what have separates a... an angel from uh, a human. Yeah. It's basically, I, I kind of picture it as angels are humans with grace, like this magical thing called grace. I don't know if it's that cut and dry, but that's just sort of how I look at it. Yeah, this is this is good stuff. Um, I, I really, like, it's, it's so... When I talk about X-Men a lot, we talk about like uh, how a lot of the powers become like um, like the back of a trading car power level bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're an Omega level mutant or whatever. And like going stuff with this grace and I can pull out my grace or my mutant power and then like plant a tree with it or whatever. Like <laughs> it's a little silly, but I kind of dig it. Like right now I'm still in the mood where I'm like, as far as Supernatural is concerned, I'm still really, really into this. And like it, they make it sound like it's not an easy thing or... It's not an uncommon. It's not a common thing to do. Like this is a special. This has probably never happened before, so it feels unique. Yeah. Eventually, like there's just gonna be graces fucking everywhere. <laughs> like people are just ripping them out left and right. They're trading them. Like one guy sets up a shop to take in trade to, to take in <laughs> graces and just give them like you know give like demon smoke. Like it's 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 ridiculous. Um. So yeah, but right now I'm, I'm kind of digging this. Yeah, and basically she's like, if I can get my grace back, because once she's hypnotized, she screams and freaks out, but then she's like, no, I remember who I am now. Like, we're good. Mm. And she says that if she gets her grace back, that they she'll have, I assume, the power to fight off their present situation, essentially. Yeah, which Dean describes as a uh, taking Div- a divine bong, bong hit. hit. Yeah. I love that Dean doesn't have, and we, we don't really see Dean smoke weed or anything. Um, I don't think we ever see any of the boys like do any drugs whatsoever, but uh, like the only time he talks about weed, it's always in terms of bong hits. Like that's yeah. as far as Dean is concerned, that's the only time. Because he has like, like need- that like Van Wilder version of like what it's like to, <laughs> to do anything. Like he thinks that life is just like a giant college party. <laughs> He's going to go to the shop and be like, yes, I need seven bong hits of weed, please. I need one large <laughs> bong hit, please. Yes, with a side order of unsalted french fries for my girlfriend. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she wants to go find her grace. Sam just does this fucking, like, oh, well, when you fell, and it was so many years ago, there was a comet in this area. So I bet it's over there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's Okay. And they figure out something. Yeah, he figures out some bullshit. Ruby's like, you're pretty buff for a nerd. And I was like, that's all I ever wanted anyone to say to me. <laughs> oh, man. I just I, I keep going back to X-Men, but I just watched an episode where a nerd gets Juggernaut's power. Uh, and the first thing he does is go to the club and try to pick up women in like, full Juggernaut outfit. There's an actual just- episode of Supernatural where that happens. Is it really? Yeah. I won't spoil it, but I'll tell you about it later. Okay. <laughs> it's okay, in season good. five, and we're not that far away from it. 
oh oh wait 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 yeah i think i know what you're talking about we'll, we'll yeah. get there okay um so yeah he identifies this as a comet uh i, I like that ruby describes like the war between heaven and hell as a godzilla versus mothra that's yeah. just a real fun image to me yeah. um she also like tries to get sam to do something which they don't describe but uh he, he refuses to do it so like something that has to be related to his de- his demon powers but he's refusing to do it for whatever yeah. reason despite the fact that he's now used his demon powers twice i think since saying that he wouldn't uh once on sam hayne and then once when he tried to use it on uh alistair um he's still kind of saying you know oh, no i'm not we have dean now like i have dean i'm gonna fall i'm gonna be on the straight now except for one you know desperate desperate times but <laughs> i don't know he goes back and forth with this shit so much we get this um kind of fun conversation and like most dialogue in supernatural it's just revealing more stuff about dean which i mm-hmm. always enjoy being on team dean <laughs> as i am um he says he asked her like why would you fall like all angels are perfect and she's like well you know like loyalty pain sex like all of this stuff like this is this is what i want to live for they kind of keep going back and forth he's saying all the bad things about being human she's saying all the good things about being human and uh they kind of find this interesting middle ground especially around the word sex but uh you know that's Mm -hmm. Uh, i'd also like the he says well you know you're, you're an angel like you were designed to be a perfect being and she's like well you know I have, I've never seen God. Like, only four angels have ever seen seen God. The rest of us have to take it all on faith, mm-hmm. or we're literally killed. Like, it's either believe or die. Yeah. And I lived 2,000 years on Earth questioning my faith, but not being able to say so until I actually fell. That's some heavy shit. She's like a... She's, she's quite the character. She's... <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, right? Like, I, I really enjoy Anna's, yeah. Anna in this, and it's, it's just... I think she's one of the most unique characters in Supernatural. Yeah. I love the idea of Angel Radio, too. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. a great time. Um, so, uh, this is where we get our second reality porn thing, where I think Dean makes an aside comment to uh, oh, Sam, yeah, when Sam they, like, oh, we have an angel and a demon, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam, uh, Sam catches a lead, or he figures out where the, this tree might be located, or whatever the hell it is, where her grace fell. Uh, and so it's then Sam and Dean in the front seat of the Impala with an angel and the demon in the back seat. Uh, and I think That's Dean says it yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the um, it's like the setup to a joke or, or a pet house like form letter or whatever. Uh, and that's when Sam's like reality porn. Come on. I'm trying to find out if they call the grace tree anything but a grace tree on the Wikipedia. Um, it's it's they, a they definitely don't. It's a so. cool concept, but it's also. Um, it's uh, I think they pull it off, but it, if you look at it too long, it's a little bit silly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's oh yeah, there's a beautiful oak tree marks the place where Anna's grace landed. Um, <gasps> so yeah, that that's the idea. I don't know if we've actually explained that, but when she pulled her grace out, like it went somewhere else and made a tree. So and she literally <laughs> fell from heaven, which I guess is located above Earth, like near the moon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. She fell from up there and then landed on Earth, just as a baby, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Just as a baby, uh, I it, it is it's it, it's handled well. Like I, I'm gonna go back to what I just said earlier, which is like right now all of this stuff is working because it's unique. Mm-hmm. The more times that we talk about an angel's grace or an angel gets his grace removed or somebody's grace gets traded or somebody's collecting graces and things like that, like it gets a little ch- dumb for me. Somebody sneezes too hard and they lose their grace. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! I was. <laughs> 
my shoes grew so my, my feet grew so big i couldn't walk downstairs properly and i yeah. lost my grace I, yeah i fell down the stairs lost my grace like it's just been a whole it's been a day i you know i got it's, in the, it's i left it thing. left my grace in the uber uh <laughs> they uh so they they go and find this grace tree and uh find out that the grace has already been stolen uh, whoops why oh so, no at this time, all of the angels start saying the same thing, and of course, Anna hears it, and uh, they're demanding that Dean gives up Anna, or that they'll like destroy the world or something. Which, um, like, you should know better than to give Dean an ultimatum because he's just not going to believe. Oh, I think they say that they, they're going to throw time. him back to hell if he doesn't give her up. Oh, is that what it is? If okay. they're like, "Yo, this dude that we pulled out of hell to work for us, if he's going to continue to not work for us, then we're going to toss his ass into hell." So Dean and Anna kind of are chatting this out, and um, Anna knows what Dean did in hell, even though we don't yet. And mm-hmm. she says that you know you should forgive yourself for it. You don't you know you don't deserve to put yourself through this every single day. And he says, you know, I don't want to talk about that. And he says, she says, well, I'm here when you do. And then she kisses him, and then ready for love kicks on. They just they just make some some just fucking love in the back of the Impala. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but I hate fucking supernatural sex scenes, and I hated it when they did it with Sam, <laughs> and I hated this it's, too. <laughs> it's no better with Dean, and I don't. I didn't write any specific notes with this, so I don't. I'm assuming that there was. It's no, not bad. Um, I'm just like I don't. I'm not here for this. Knock it off. <laughs> I think that there's definitely one of those, like, they fogged up the windows and someone puts their hand up. In, yeah, like, they, the it's thing. exactly like Titanic. It's yeah. the exact same thing. It's the exact Titanic scene, yes. Uh, it's 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 not terrible. Like, it's not, there's no, there's not intense nickel, nipple action, no, which I'm it's, thankful it's for. it's fine. Thankfully, there's um, no nipple play. Jess told me that I needed to bring that up. Oh, really? <laughs> she, yeah, she was like, you need to mention no nipple play. No nipple play. Okay, good. Uh so yeah, they they totally do it, which is literally the the note that I took is oh she it, said so she said she touches his scar, thankfully not his nipple. <laughs> Thank you, friend of the show, Jess. We appreciate Thank that. You, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what happens here. We have a scene really of remember. Ruby going to not a crossroads or something. She goes out somewhere and burns the hex bag, and that's what she's like. Hey, demons, Alistair. Um, Listen, I don't. I don't want to be caught in the middle of this nonsense. Um, we got angels breathing down our necks. This uh, this was never part of my plan. So I'll I'll give up this this Anna girl. You just got to let me and the Winchesters walk away. Uh, Alistair's not cool with that. He's like, yeah, okay, thanks for telling us. Now I'm gonna uh, uh, take you, strip you, and then strip you again of your skin. Um, and I don't know when exactly they show this, but basically. Alistair takes Ruby, straps her down, and starts just torturing her. And we get an idea of what he was doing to Dean when Dean was in hell. Yeah, and it's not great. Not great. Um, not great at all. Uh, after this, uh, Dean gets into a confrontation with Uriel, um, who has who is the one that stole Anna's grace and yeah. doesn't want to give it back to her. Um, he 
Uriel tells Dean that he cut himself a slice of angel food cake, which maybe yeah. is the worst way to refer to sex between two people that I've ever heard in my Very life. weird. Very weird. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but like Uriel, like it's just like the demons uh, quoting movies, right? Like anytime yeah. they try to be pithy, anytime these supernatural beings try to be pithy, it just never works out very yeah, well I, for no, them. Thank you. But basically, we're in the situation where they're all hiding there, and then they show up, and they're like, how did the angels find us? Um, and it's revealed, oh, Dean was given a, a choice between um, saving Anna or saving Sam. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to kill we're gonna kill Anna, we're going to kill Sam. Uh, so now there's this big, I don't know where they are. There's, a, there's an exchange of events, but now they've got the angels breathing down their necks, and, and Anna's like, no, it's okay, Dean, I get it, like... You had to do what you had to do for your brother. So this is all setting up in a way that I honestly I was surprised. I've seen this episode so many times, and I was like, oh. Uh, the twist here is that they were just doing it on purpose. <laughs> like, they realized yeah. that they can't fight both the angels and the demons, so they had Ruby go and get Alistair to bring the demons, and they had Dean pretend like he was selling out Anna to the angels so that they could all just uh, wrestle each other, and then they could all escape. But for some mm-hmm. reason, I just forgot that that was a thing. So I was like, Ruby, really? Already? You're just... You're betraying us already? And dude, you're just giving up Anna? You just boned down on her, and now you're just throwing her to the wolves? What the hell? The- oh, you guys. You guys got me. Tricks. <clears throat> tricks. Y'all got tricks. Y'all got tricks, huh? My old uh, saying, y'all got tricks. The, the Monster of the Week catchphrase, y'all got tricks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Anna does get eventually get her grace back, and then pretty much she tells everyone to shut their eyes, and then just basically force exercises or force leaves every fucking body in the room right like it just yeah. everybody goes um not so she's even sure what angel. she does it's just some powerful angel shit yeah um and uh after all of this in our wrap-up it's dean and sam talking and dean finally comes comes clean about what happened in hell mm-hmm. and i think this is some of jensen's best emotional stuff that we've seen yeah yeah it's this pretty, is really good. Pretty goddamn good. Uh, yeah, this is this is great. So let's outline this. First, it wasn't just four months because it was forty the, years. It was forty years that he was in hell, and this is because of the way that time works in hell versus anybody that's read like a fantasy book about like multiple dimensions and time going faster, and some and others like knows how this is going to work out. So four months here, forty years down there, which is shitty. Hmm. And at the end of every day of being tortured, which is every day he was tortured completely mm-hmm. like we just saw happening to Ruby, and then he would be set back to normal again, good as new, only to be then tortured again the next day. And every single day, Alistair would offer him a deal. If you get off the rack, I'll stop, or you can get off the rack and I'll stop torturing you if you agree to put other souls on, if you agree to start torturing other souls so it's showing that hell isn't just about hurting you and having pain done to your body or whatever. It's about twisting like your soul and making it into something else. We've already heard that uh, humans can become demons. That's what Ruby was. So it's this, this being that gets twisted and made into something awful. So Alistair was trying to turn Dean into that something awful um, after he finally broke down and accepted that offer of, you know, I can't deal with this pain anymore. Every day for 40 years, I every single person would do that. Like if that was a reality, every single person would take that deal. So you can't, you can't blame Dean for it, but Dean isn't just anybody. He's not just some guy who can say, 
yeah, I took this deal because I didn't have a choice. Sam could probably say that. I don't know. I think that I should, we shouldn't say maybe too much. He probably would be similar to Dean and would be all beat up about it. But Dean especially, who's all about, in his own mind, kind of fulfilling the role of a hero, taking care of other people, taking care of his brother, to then be the dude who's hurting people, who's hurting innocent people, even though they're all in hell. They can't be that innocent. But to bring it all back, Jensen here, just just killing it. He, you know, he finally opens up and he tells Sam, and Sam can't say anything. Like, what could he possibly say? Yeah, there's nothing to say back to this. And I, I think the fact that Dean lasted, I think he says 30 years, like, you know, for 30 years I said no at the end of every day. And then and then I said yes. And, I, and then he lost count of how many souls he put up on the rack and tortured and tortured and tortured. And as he's saying this to Sam, like, he's openly crying like he's yeah. tears running down his face he has he's obviously line, horrified dude. that he has this that he has done this yeah he says how i feel this inside me i wish i couldn't feel anything sammy i wish i couldn't feel anything and i'm like yo dean <laughs> me oh, too man. brother me too <laughs> I, I feel you i feel you dog uh now we know why dean winchester listens to morrissey let's take that yeah. back but that, we take finally that understand <laughs> shout out to episode four or whatever that was <laughs> yeah uh yeah, dude, this is this is like okay. So, on just a on a pure story point, from a pure story perspective, this is extremely powerful because like if you're gonna build up a secret like of, of what happened, and then you kind of have to be able to deliver on it. Like it has to mm-hmm. be something relatively big, and for this to have been not just uh, Dean getting tortured, but also having to torture, having to do the thing that he despised. Mm-hmm. despises that is so interesting to me like like you just mentioned with hell having to kind of corrupt you or twist your your own soul that's like that is the epitome of hell is to take this godly not godly but take this principled idealistic person and turn them to shit like that's yeah. they, that, that's how you create a demon right like that's how you create mm-hmm. the rubies of the world or the alisters of the world or this- um azazel <sighs> I don't want to lean into it too much, but it does have greater implications than even just Dean Payne. Um, and it's it's interesting that they're able to do more with this because it uh, it just it works so well for Dean Payne. You know, it just works so well on a character level to have this thing have happened and to have you know your hero try to cope with something like that. Um, but to also have plot significance is is uh, interesting because I I never saw the plot significance coming. I always just saw it as holy shit, Dean has been through the worst. Like, period. He's been through the worst thing. <laughs> it's, I mean, and here's here's the thing, and here's the difference between Sam and Dean, right? Like, it took 30 years to cause Dean to go bad. It took 30 years of pure, outright fucking torture to get mm-hmm. Dean to get off the rack and to put somebody else up there, to sacrifice his own ideals purely for selfish reasons, just to make the pain go away. It, it took Sam all of like four seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Sam is just, and I've realized like he literally drank demon blood as a baby. I know that's a big thing. Like that's a, that's, <laughs> it's a, that's a significant difference in your upbringing, right? Like that's nature, not nurture. Like I, I get that. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I mean, it's, it really feels like Dean is this person. He is exactly who he mm-hmm. is. Whereas Sam seems like he's, pretending to be this hero person right yeah, like it says exactly. sam has never felt like he was a comfortable hero yeah there is a scene in uh in season eight where sam finally like they give him a chance to address this for like fully like the way that i always wanted them to and i'm like it took you till season eight to finally come up with like a good reason for him to 
be like this. Like, they obviously, they touch on it, they talk about this shit, but it wasn't until mm-hmm. then where I was finally like, thank you, I am now satisfied. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Took you long uh, enough. Dude's fucking 18 years older than he was when he did the thing, but sure. <laughs> luckily, luckily, he didn't come back 40 years older, right? Like, that would have been... Right, that would have been a drag for Dean. <laughs> yeah. Missing out on his prime years. Um, yeah, rehyming it for nothing. These two episodes are just so fucking good. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, they're just, it's, again, I keep going back to this world building that they're doing and this, you know, the mythology expansion. And I just, it's so great. Like the, you know, this, all of a sudden this grace exists and it can be removed if that angel wants it to. And the fact that angels don't have the faith in God that you would normally, you know, that, that you would think that angels are just all in line. But now we've seen with Castiel and Anna that they have doubts and we've seen with Uriel that they're kind of shitty, shitty beings. Like, yeah, it makes you want to sympathize with the demons, even though the demons are straight up outright douchebags. Like they're yeah. not great people either. But again, like I love the fact that, and we're going to get to hashtag team free will here in uh, shortly, like in the next few episodes of the podcast, I think, or maybe that's next season. But, um, I, I love the fact that it's making both sides of this war totally shitty <laughs> like mm-hmm. no, it's the, you can't just be like oh yeah they're god so they're good like that that doesn't exist in this world and that's one of the yeah. reasons i think i really like supernatural when they started building this direction because they could have just made it that way they could have just gone black and white yeah. and they didn't there's there's black and there's white and then there's sam and dean um and i think that was the the best possible way for them to do that any last thoughts on this episode no this is uh this is a great two-parter um yeah, like along, you always answer along. that question. You always answer that question with no, and then you give me more thoughts every yeah. single time I ask it. I, I feel like so I much. have to wrap it up. I always feel like I have to wrap it up. <laughs> Next up is Family Remains, written by Jeremy Carver, directed by Phil. Mm. Sam and Dean investigate the appearance of a female ghost in an abandoned house, but their efforts are complicated when a family moves in and the son is kidnapped through the walls. Chris, this is a weird episode for me. This is a weird episode. uh, We don't have to go play-by-play on this one, but I'm going to tell you why I liked it so much. Tell me. Oh, I wasn't going to write this record, but all right. So (laughs) this this is everything that I basically didn't want supernatural to keep doing which season Mm -hmm. one was always the i think i said it last episode that you know the old episodes used to be about family in town is having trouble two hunks show up save the day and then the hunks drive off and the family gets to live happily ever after and like the story of the thing happening the monster of the week you know the the kid who goes missing in the woods and is kidnapped by windigo whatever that is just as important as the thing going on with sam and dean it's like the it's not just a thing for Sam and Dean to do. It's it's not an event for our boys to get up to. It's a story that Sam and Dean then are involved in. They're not even mm-hmm. always the main characters in it. This is a really good example of that formula. It's like, yeah, we used to do that in season one a lot, and now we're going to take one episode out of season four, out of our best season, and we're going to do that formula, in my opinion, again, but, but just way better. Um... I don't. I didn't love the episode as much as I used to love this episode, mostly because I've seen it more than once, and the first time I watched it is why I really liked it so much. Um, mm-hmm. 
again, I was, what, 19, maybe, when I watched this? I can't really remember. But I was just, I was all in on, like, the twist of this episode. There are certain visual things that, like, generally creep me out, and the ghost, quote-unquote ghost, in this episode, for whatever reason, just scared the shit out of me when I first saw it. Like, it really got to me, and I don't know why. Um, it's, uh, it's the the... The quote-unquote ghost, and I guess let's go ahead and talk about this. Like, this is another episode of Supernatural where it turns out that it was just humans, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, there's no actual supernatural creature in here. It's just, like, the benders where they fought the, um... What did I keep calling them? The Rob Zombie yeah. cast. Um, so this is going to be that. But the, the makeup that they do for this ghost-looking apparition is so completely terrifying. Like, it's really creepy. Yeah. And the fact that there's some things that happen in the episode. Uh, you know, she's coming out of the walls. She's kind of appearing where she's not supposed to. She licks that girl's hand, which I guess is an urban legend that I've never heard of before. Yeah. It sounds super <laughs> gross. Um, um, th- this particular like event scared me because back when I was in high school, I used to just go on forums and read uh, scary stories that people had written. And there was one, of course, about a dude being like, yeah, somebody was living in my walls or like, you know. You giant fucking nerd. You yeah, I was what? a huge nerd. I, yeah, I just used to read like <laughs> horror stories of people like, yeah, dude, come on. I'm, mess- I'm um, messing with you. I'm messing with you. Yeah. Um. God damn it, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, these, just these creepy stories, whatever. And this dude being like, yes, yeah, so a woman was living in my walls. A homeless woman lived in my walls and she was eating my food and shit. And like, it fucked me up. And I was like, that would fuck me up too, sir. Like, that's really yeah. messed up. So with that that's in my good. head, when the twist happens and it's like, oh shit, that's not a ghost. That's a woman. And to me, like, as I've said before, like I used to watch those ghost shows and stuff. Cause I was always looking for that, like next thing for horror for me you know, when I was young enough to be able to believe in that kind of thing, I think, oh, what if? What if ghosts are real? That's way scarier than, you know, a horror story because that's just made up. This could be real. And then I was like, no, none of that's real. So that's when I got into true crime because, like, this is real horror. And then I was like, that's fucked up. I should just go back to reading Stephen King books. Um, it's a weird, it's a weird cycle that nobody needs to know about. But it, it this kind of just really played into that. Like, it's not a ghost standing in the window that she sees. That's just a fucking crazy person standing up there just staring down at you. And those little, like, things that this show does really well because of the way that it's, you know, it's shot and the way that it leads you and whatever, that always really worked very well for me. And uh, it, it still did in a way, but I was also drunk watching this. So, you know, you know how it is. Yeah, I, um... In a similar situation, I was not completely sober during this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, we had, we had been out and we came back and, um, I may have had a couple of beers during the show because I was like, fuck it, it's Sunday. I'm going to live up my Sunday. I'm going to have a good time. Um, and yeah, I kind of didn't really pay attention. I think I ended up just like kind of talking to Autumn, like and kind of bullshitting. So, uh, but I did my due diligence, uh, for people out there. Um, I was, I, I, we don't need to get into why, but I was stuck at the house today. I couldn't leave my house. <laughs> um, and I ended up rewatching this episode, of course, completely sober. Cause it was eight o'clock in the morning on a Monday. So why would anybody drink? Anyway, um, Ended up rewatching this episode, and I, it's okay. I, yeah, it's just okay. It's it's a it's a weird thing where, like, everyone seems pretty competent in an acting thing, but there's just so many characters and some. There's like, a lot of characters. This was a script for a movie. 
this was a script for a movie. Yeah, this seems like a, a sh- uh, episode of a different television show. This and maybe really it was like maybe some, somebody like, had a script and said, yeah. "Okay, okay, su- supernatural." Put two hunks in it, and we got this covered. I know that this happens. Like that's just what happens with scripts. You sell your script to a studio, and then they, you know, it gets shipped off to somebody else. You know, it eventually makes its way to Supernatural. I don't know. It could be written by one of the Supernatural regular writers, but it feels very much like the exact type of horror movie that was coming out when I was in high school. Um, always about the family moving into the new home, always something strange. Like, they, all these movies were made exactly the same, and it felt like this is our take on that. And it's, again, somebody who was a fan of shitty horror movies back then, I had seen all those movies, and so it was the supernatural take on that, that's shitty horror movie, except this time Sam and Dean are there to, like, kick the ass of the thing. You know, the thing that you always kind of want to happen in a horror movie, you're like, why couldn't they just do this? Why couldn't they defend himself? Why couldn't they, you know, whatever. Sam and Dean mm-hmm. were there to do that. So I used to always just get a kick out of the, this episode in, in, in that way as well. Um, but basically, they find out about this house. This guy was murdered by, you know, there's no, nobody broke in. So they're like, oh, it sounds kind of like a ghost thing. Uh, they go to check out this house because it's up for sale. And well, like, yeah, nobody's quick. in it. We can R- go investigate. Sorry. Real quick, we need to. I think we, the very beginning is Sam and Dean in the car, and um, Dean oh, yeah. is has been pushing them for a month straight to, to go through cases for cases for cases for cases because he's obviously trying to forget about all the stuff that happened to him in hell. And because it's Sam, Sam just immediately says that to him, which is like, Sam, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, Dean does not respond well to this stuff. Like, oh, yeah. am I running for my problem, Sam? How about you run from this since it shows on the middle finger? I wish that happened in the episode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that, that's the reason that they're doing this kind of small time case, even though we literally just saw an angel get her grace back and, you know, go shit went crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, also Sam sleeping in the Impala feels like a thing that's probably happened a million times with the boys just sleeping there, but they never show it. That's again, more of them showing just simple things that the boys do. Which is good. Like you, you keep calling this out, and I, I really enjoy it. Like this is this is something that I I want to see them living their daily lives. Like I, mm-hmm. as weird as that is, like I, I want to see them kind of going about this. I don't always need to see the action shots. So. Yeah, and they're do they're managing to do it in a way that's still meaningful because it's Sam sleeping in the back of the Impala and then being like, oh wait, shit, Dean, you're still up. Like you're still driving. What are you doing, man? Don't you have to sleep? Like, you know, it it still works that it's still serving the plot. It's not just them hanging out. You know, it's not just to say I'm sleeping in the Apollo because that's fun. <laughs> like it still serves the, the, the episode and the plot and all that. Um, and like I said before, like, I just like that they're doing it. Yeah. So the, the whole, this whole thing revolves around this family kind of spontaneously showing up. Um, we, we have a cold open where a dude gets killed by a ghost. Like that's just pretty much mm-hmm. everything that you need to know about that. Um, the the dude acts surprised to see this ghost, which as we learn later, I don't know why. Like that seems kind of dumb, but whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, I guess. Uh, this family, I have it in my notes that like a whole 1980s sitcom family shows up, and There's that's so essentially many. the thing. There's the the mom and the dad that have that are putting on a good front for the kids, but have like some some problems in between them. The kind of obvious like burnout brother of the wife who is just constantly making shitty remarks and i really wish had not been on this episode at all super fucking annoying they had um, to kill somebody and they didn't want to kill a core member of the family i guess i mean i mean i guess he's just there to redshirt it yeah you're right i, I didn't really think about it because he's he does die he gets a fucking knife through the throat which sounds mm-hmm. terrible mm-hmm. um it's and then there's two kids uh a, a kind of a, a teenage girl and a uh a younger boy this young this this little dude, by the way, is on that new Netflix show that people ha- are so fired up about. The Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh, about committing suicide. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, people are, are mad about it. Yeah, I don't, I haven't seen it. I have no idea, but yeah. Anyway, um, so this family shows up, and like we have to deal with like a lot of their family drama, as as and also yeah. Dean and Sam being like, oh, by the way, you can't live here. There's a best system. Yeah, the Dean and Sam are just in the house when they show up at the movie truck, and like, oh, fuck. and they just like <laughs> walk down the stairs, like, what's up? <laughs> If for some reason the family's just totally like, yeah, all right, plain clothes, sirs, we'll believe you. Yeah, like plain clothes with no identification, driving an Impala. Yeah. <laughs> that um, dude's got long hair. Like, what's happening here? You're not a Yeah, yeah this looks, you definitely don't look like any code inspectors that I've seen. Um, and then, yeah, like they, they, they know there's a ghost, but the, you know, they, we still have to go through all of these motions. Um, I like, there's a, there's a moment where, Everything turns. The family basically just moves in no matter what Dean and Sam say. And when Dean and Sam show back up, uh, they're basically like, yeah, we're ghost hunters. We're here to, here to kill this ghost. Your family's in danger. You need to leave. That doesn't work because this ghost has slashed all the tires and damaged all of the cars or whatever. Yeah, so nobody it's been can reaching leave. out to the, the son, basically being like, we want yeah. you to stay here. And the daughter had her hand licked and she thought it was the dog. And it's, you know, that urban legend again that you haven't heard of. Um, it's... It's kind of weird, because, like, Sam and Dean, they hear a scream. They've been, like, camping out outside. They hear a scream. They run in. Um, the father, obviously... Well, he's he's not as freaked out as he should be hearing a man scream outside, or me- having men run into his house after his daughter screamed. But basically, the kids are like, we saw a ghost, and then these dudes show up, and we're like, we're ghost hunters, so I guess they all just believe what's happening. <laughs> they just roll with it. And even when... Yeah. Uh, I, I like... Dean does this whole thing of, like, I'm going to put a line of salt around. As long as you say on the salt... Ghost can't pass it, you know, pass this line or whatever. And then this chick comes out of the closet and... Uh, it's a very just, creepy scene. It's very, like, it's really reminiscent of The Ring, right? Like, of that chick crawling yeah. out of the TV, except without the kind of visual distortions that, that mm-hmm. she would do. So um, at some point, Dean screamed something about, like, what kind of a ghost messes with the man's wheels or something like that. He's yeah, more pissed okay, about his tires the, getting the, slashed. The, <laughs> uh, that's good. Um... Yeah, so we, we kind of quickly find out that this is not actually a, a ghost. He, it steps over the line of salt and has no problems with that. And Dean figures out, like, oh, this has been something that's been living in the walls. And uh, yeah. they go talk to an old lady because it's one of those episodes where they have to go talk one to an old person to find out some history. And I guess it, I don't even know what I want to talk about in this episode because, like, there's a bunch of stuff that happens. But I was kind of just out of patience with it. Like, I just... I don't think I like this episode very much. Like it just doesn't it's it's filmed well and it's acted well. I just I just find it like some of the most boring shit imaginable. And then finding out at the end that it's not even something supernatural that they're hunting, it's just this horrible product of this human it's misery is is, is even yeah. worse. Yeah. So it's, the guy um, from the cold open, to explain this, um, got his daughter pregnant, um, and then made the daughter was so terrified and ashamed that she hid the baby in the walls and he fed this feral baby child um like through a dumbwaiter basically and the the daughter killed herself and the big twist at the end is oh there's not one kid there's two there's a brother too yeah so but that's it they're just like feral kids like i guess i guess the thing that kind of bothers me is that uh like they, this is a sad situation for everybody. Like these kids probably need some help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You they don't need just to just put get them shot. down. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, and the boys are like they 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 do this in self defense. So like when they kill these two kids, um, and they, I think they're both older, but like they're definitely not like grown. Um, these two feral children. 
or these two feral teenagers, let's say, uh, like they always do it in self-defense. One is literally jumping on top of Dean when he finally gets his gun and shoots it. And the other one is going after, um, the mom and the daughter who have barricaded themselves in the shed when the dad comes by and like knifes her to death. So mm-hmm. it's all self-defense. And I, th- I think they went out of their way to do that, but it still feels really shitty. Like, I don't know. I, don't, I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I like this episode. I wasn't, I didn't come in here with that energy, but man, now that I'm talking about it, I really don't like this episode. <laughs> I still like it, but I totally see what you're saying. It doesn't really matter. There's just a lot of nonsense going on. I just pull mm-hmm. off of that initial surprise that I had the first time watching it, finding out that it was really human and being genuinely creeped out by it. I guess I didn't stop to consider the fact that uh, they're really just victims and that they're pretty young and that Sam and Dean just killed them. Um, but the whole <laughs> setup of it always really like spooked me, so that's where that's mm-hmm. where I stand on it. Yeah, from a from a horror movie aspect, it actually is... It's 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 striking. Like having this be the twist at the end of a ninety minute horror movie would actually be pretty cool. I think like that would be, um, yeah. It's that's what I it, mean. Not it, cool, but it would be like script, I can see. I can, yeah, this script needed a ninety minute movie for it to really be worthwhile. I guess. Mm-hmm. But then again, you would be like, why? Why is this still going on for ninety minutes? <laughs> yeah, it was the shitty uncle that just shows up <laughs> yeah. for no reason and just like says things. Well, if that was my child, like, hey, shut the fuck up. There's also yeah, this weird subplot, subplot with uh, where the there was an older brother that committed suicide or something, or like yeah. got into an accident or died that doesn't really yeah he died go anywhere or mean anything. And I, yeah, I guess the more you pointed out, this episode doesn't really make a whole lot of sense or, or have any real purpose. I just liked it because it wasn't uh, a ghost; it was a it was a person. I was like, that's creepy. Okay. Bye. I, I think you absolutely nailed it. That this definitely feels like a script that was not written for supernatural that they just had, yeah. which is weird because didn't we say it was written by oh Jeremy Carver? So I don't know if we've, have we seen him write stuff on supernatural yeah, before? Yeah. 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 Okay. But maybe it was just a co-opted script from something else. Who knows? Uh, yeah. I maybe they wanted to just try and do like ape that kind of classic, not classic, but they were trying to ape the, uh, the horror movie uh, trend of the, of the time. Um, cause like I said, that's what it spoke to me the most of was those types of horror movies. Um, like all the shit that was coming out when I was in high school, all that stuff, basically trying to capitalize on the ring and, and the grudge and all that. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this seems like it was that. And like I said, again, I enjoyed that because I used to make fun of those movies as much as I liked them as a kid. Um, but then to just get to see like Sam and Dean or, or hunks here, come kick some ass was like, Oh yeah, this is way better. It's like that movie, but Sam and Dean are there. Yeah. And and I get it. Like I can I can totally understand that. I just it it just kind of falls apart for me. And it's yeah. like the they they do all of this stuff, all of the reveals at the end of like oh, and she was um, she was you know sexually abused by her father, and there's another one, and and there there's and there, there's that. Like it just it's just too much. Literally at the end of this, <laughs> I was like, what the what is going on? Like what is what is happening? Like I, I don't care about any of this. Um, I will say we have another scene where Dean is in between the walls, but this time he doesn't mention cleaning any pipes. So no pipes get cleaned. No pipes get cleaned. True. Mm. Put that on my spreadsheet. Joe's not there. <laughs> There's only one episode where he where Dean wishes he would have kept his pipes clean. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Man, I kind of thought this would be a little longer. I I kind of figured we'd go through it step by step. Is there anything that you want to bring up or, or talk no, about this episode? I, I basically said what I like about it, and I, I totally see your issues with it. And it's not the type of episode that really needs to to go step by step. I just think the premise of it is creepy, um, and some of the visuals, and that's kind of where I stand. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking through like to see if there's anything on the on the wiki page for it to see if there's anything interesting. But um, 
Dean's empathy for Rebecca's children stem from his own experience in hell. He feels guilty over his actions, reasoning that his time of torment in hell was nothing compared to what Rebecca's children had to suffer their whole lives. I, I mean, you could also just, you could probably, like, I feel sympathy for those guys, those, those kids, and I've never been in hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't well, the think- only thing that's, that's really important is the, the end. They're trying to eat. They're eating burgers, and, like, Dean just, like, can't do it. Um, and he starts to feel like he's not like them, but, like, torture turns you into this. And he's basically being like, I'm as bad as them, or I'm as bad as the demons, or whatever. Um, and it, he insists that he's basically worse than those kids. He's, he, Dean thinks that he's worse than the demons, um, because when he hurt people, when he was in hell, he didn't do it uh, to save himself. He did it because he enjoyed it. And that's that's kind of the only really big thing in this, is Dean expounding on the fact that not only did he torture, but he really, really enjoyed it. And, like, no matter how many people he saves, no matter the fact that they just saved this 80s family, um, he can't feel the hole that he's now created in himself because of the terrible things that he's done. And it's like, you you look at yourself one way, and then suddenly your image of yourself is shattered. And that's what Dane is facing here. Or he, you know, he always looked at himself as a protector, as a big brother, as as a, you know... A hunter. Mm-hmm. When, when all said and done, for for good and for bad, he was a hunter um, who he sees as a good person, and now he he has a totally different image of himself um, as somebody who he he kind of thinks is a monster. And I I don't think anyone agrees with Dean, but that's how Dean feels. Well, and again, just going back to like the what their purpose was in having Dean down there which was to you know yeah. basically invert his soul, as to you know take he all those yeah, ideals he, away from him. <laughs> And he didn't just torture people to because he didn't want to experience pain. He tortured people for the hell of it, and that's about as far from from Dean as you can get. Yeah, which is also is sad in its own way. Like I feel, and I think it, it, we see why Anna told him like you have to forgive yourself for this. Like you it, you have to be able to forgive you. You have to get through this. But I also see Dean's side of it of like now I'm a piece of shit, right? Like I did all these horrible mm-hmm. things, um, and I there's no way to atone for this in my mind. Uh, you know, like, like you just said, no matter how many people you save, no matter how many things you hunt, you spent 10 years in hell torturing souls. Like that's never going to go away. That will always be a part of you from now on. Yeah. It's kind of a drag. <laughs> it's kind of a bummer, man. Thankfully he's got about 10 more seasons to make up for. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We still have a lot of time and I don't know, man, like knowing what you know of supernatural, do you think that he's done it? I think he's made up. I, I think, think he's, he's made, made up, up for it too. Yeah. yeah. He's had enough time. Just just well, on a long enough timeline, anything's possible, you know? So um, I want to bring up uh, one thing real quick that I forgot to bring up earlier, okay. which is uh, we had a listener write in. We usually don't really talk about listener feedback until the end of the episode, but um, she she wrote in. She was really, She's a new listener. She was really excited. She's catching up, so she hasn't. She won't get to hear this for a while, but uh, she wrote us and said that one of our listeners recommended the podcast, and then um, she had a tidbit of information for, about the episode nine season four. Oh yeah um so apparently dean makes some sort of girl interrupted joke when mm-hmm. he's talking about anna which is a you know everyone kind of knows what girl interrupted is yeah. you don't really have to spell that one out too much uh what i didn't know is that misha collins has a bit role in girl interrupted oh so uh her little tidbit of information was that when uh dean meets uh castiel He's probably seen him in a movie before, <laughs> which, I think, which I think is just imagine like, you know, wh- whoever Castiel is writing right now of like going to be a, a bit part in this girl interrupted movie. I think that's very, really, really, really yeah, funny. That's great. 
So thank you, uh, Waywardness, um, at X-N-Y-S-S-A, which I'm just going to say is spelled that way, so I don't have to say it out loud. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for writing in. <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, that's it for this episode of Monster of the Week. We're going to be back next week with three more episodes. I forget their names already. Do you, do you have that information available to you, Chris? No way. No, you definitely do not have that information available to you. Did you? Here we go. Uh, it's the next one is Chris Angel is a douchebag. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. More like Chris Angel uh, is a douchebag. Jeez, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, the the episode after that is after school special, which I think everyone's going to get a real big kick out of. Uh, and then oh, finally, yeah. sex and sex and violence, which I'd vaguely remember liking. So I'm going to be interested to see how it plays out. Um, I. I'm going to be interested specifically to talk about Chris Angel as a douchebag because it's another one of those stories that doesn't feel like it was written for Supernatural. Yep. So yeah. I'll be curious if it if it is more entertaining. Than a lot of the things that you were saying me. about this one was kind of ringing some bells for for the Chris Angel as a douchebag, which is again it's a fun episode, but it's different. Yeah, it's 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 definitely different. Um, thank you everybody for listening to this podcast about hunks. We hope you enjoyed your your weekly dose of hunk chat. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate it when you guys write in or when you leave us iTunes reviews, iTunes reviews actually really have a tangible benefit on the show. It, it bumps us up in iTunes search results and, you know, gets us more listeners and makes us feel good about ourselves. So <laughs> if you have five minutes and you can jump through the hurdles that Apple has put in their stupid walled garden of podcast, then leave us an iTunes review. It would yeah. be really, really nice of you. They don't make uh, it easy. So we appreciate everyone who goes through the effort to do it. Yeah, seriously. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, you can find links to all of the previous episodes um, and all of our social media networks on monsteroftheweek.cool. That, there's also a link on that site for shirts. If you like all of Chris's really, really rad art, uh, let us know and we'll put it on a shirt and we'll sell it to you for cheap if we can. Uh, I get discount codes and stuff for that site all the time in my email now. So if you're yeah. like, Jeremy, I can't, I can't afford this $20 shirt. Like I can get, I get, I think I have a bunch of 20% off discounts. So that's not an insignificant amount of savings. So that's a, oh, that's a decent yeah. savings, 20%. I yeah. think I could, if that'll, if that'll sell you on it, then go check that out and let me know. Just DM me on Twitter, which is at JG Greer. The G in the middle name uh, stands for Gokes, as we've talked about. Chris, where are you at on Twitter? I'm at Local Bones on Twitter. Come. The uh, L stands for local. Yeah. <laughs> and the B stands for boning. Uh, let's finish this podcast before we get any more goofy thank you again everybody listening we'll see you next week for another episode of monster of the week oh we have a jingle now (laughs) oh actually thank you for saying that just uh, we didn't say it on the podcast because we got it after and i just kind of forgot about it uh, to mention to put it in somewhere but last week you guys may have noticed and probably this week too i'll probably put that in this you probably noticed a different intro uh that was our good friend richard Uh, richard is at revitar on twitter and he draws people as their favorite Dark Souls characters, is how I got to know Richard. <laughs> but he also <laughs> runs the uh, We're Not Wizards podcast. And um, I think he has told me that he has a special surprise for you coming soon. But you should definitely go follow him. Go follow his podcast if you're into board games. Um, he's been a guest on my podcast, Don't Give Up Skeleton. And he's been a guest on my other podcast, Dark Insight. So if you like him singing, you will probably like his crazy and weird sense of humor. He's a really great guy. <laughs> he's so a funny dude. We really appreciated him singing a fucking song for us for our podcast. That seems, that seems legit. <laughs> uh, okay, that's it. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Right, thanks. Bye.
Hello? Very can you well. hear me? Hi there. Hi. I'm assuming I'm speaking to uh, Chris's uncle from Tennessee. <laughs> He's from Arkansas, okay. Is this is this Uncle Morty <laughs> from Arkansas? A little bit like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um I'm uploading something right now, so my connection is horrible. So we'll need to wait a couple of minutes. Sick. If you got some time, uploading that new Days of yeah. Future cast. If you uh, want to get up on that, which will be out after oh, this tight. episode. So. Oh, tight. Yep. <clears throat> that uh, those Gene clips are pretty hilarious, huh? Gene, please. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> I might have to uh, put that in the outtakes or something because I thought it was really, really yeah. funny. It didn't make it into the actual episode. So. Use the powers of your mind. Remember what we mean to each other. Gene, please. For me, I'm an antisocial guy. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I feel like I always have to say something. I say something depressing every time, right? Um, basically, yeah. You're kind of just like a giant hole where happiness goes. So that's Yeah, that's not wrong. I get it, like... <laughs> It's only when I start getting, talking about my hugs that I really start to warm up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know how that is. Until hug, hug chat starts. Gene, please! Um, the, the interesting thing is going to be trying to get rid of this thing on Wednesday, because Autumn will be back on Tuesday. Wednesday, we're going to New Orleans to meet up with some friends, and uh, like we're gonna have to do like like the car swap. Like we have to we oh, have to yeah. drop two dogs off at two different places, swap this car out somehow. Like it's gonna be a fucking nightmare. That's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's looks like the gokes on you. It looks like I got the I got go I just goked all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I don't think is a very good thing to say. No, Gene, please. Oh, I'm not recording. Should probably start doing that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I've been fucking. I listened to the um the IGN's like video review of um Final Fantasy twelve, mm-hmm. and I just could not believe this person. Like, <laughs> what are they doing? It's like on the third word, their voice cracks, and I'm like, you didn't want to do another take. You just went with that one. Like, you could have. It's like Final Fantasy thirteen is a great game. Like, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> immediately, uh, immediately, they had their voice crack. I'm like, come on. They're like, know. nope, keep rolling. Just keep doing it. I don't look at like any like video game news anymore. I just sick see shit on Twitter. That's it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Like I used to listen to Giant Bomb, um, but I've just kind of I'm kind of out of that. So I I don't know, man. Like I just don't pay attention to video games very much anymore, yeah. except for Twitter. Like the only uh, it was just so. Autumn was Autumn was asking me about um, Overwatch because I've been playing a lot of Overwatch lately, and mm-hmm. uh, she was like, so. You're still playing the chick that like flies around, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, so what's your deal? I was like, I don't know anything about the characters in Overwatch. I said, like, if you want to learn that stuff, like, go listen to Jake's rap album about it. Like, that's about yeah. basically my only exposure to any of yeah. this. I have no idea. Same thing about video games. Like, if Jake isn't rapping about it, or if you aren't tweeting about it, I don't know what the fuck it is. Like, period. <laughs> <clears throat> it's hard to stay on top of shit. It it. it. This non-ass picture that he just sent is fucking hilarious. It's pretty good. I spent, see, I, I spent a lot of money on collecting shit, because I just, that's you know, one day I'm going to regret it all, but 
not today. Right now, I just keep filling my my home with things I don't need. Um, so I I just a lot of times I'll buy like an old random fucking PS one game rather than buy a new game. But I'm like I'm not even bu- going to play that PS one game. I'm just buying it to have it because I'm one of those people. Yeah, of course. So I'm just sort of missing out on shit in like for the sake of me collecting things. But I don't even care. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I got. I'm I'm fine. I like buying this shit, so I don't care if I'm missing out on the hot new titles. Who cares? I don't know. I, uh, speaking of spending a lot of money for stuff that you probably will regret when you're older, um, yeah. do you know the first four figures? Are you familiar with that company? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They do like the super expensive statues and everything. They did that yeah. like four foot Artorias. They had an announcement video on um, Facebook um, that they got the license to do Metal, so- Metal Gear Solid characters. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> My yeah. first my first thought is oh, R.P. Chris, like yep. he's going to be selling plasma to get by these uh, Metal Gear Solids. Yeah. Might might get me fucked up. We'll see what happens. I'll try to resist. I'm just um, like, do you think that they're going to do quiet, or do you think they'll start with Snake? They think, have to start with Snake, right? They, they definitely. Dude, I was on there. eBay two days ago, and I see in like it's just like I've bought figures from. Have I bought figures from? There? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I've searched figures on eBay a million times, so it's like advertises stuff to me now sure even if like it's like movie tv collectibles so i clicked on it and the very first thing is quiet and it's like her play arts kai figure you know the big one that you, whatever um they and it just says like gi jane sexy action figure what? and i clicked on it and i was like what like this person is selling it and they don't know what it is and they just kept saying this is a gi jane sexy sexy like military action figure she comes with all these weapons I got it at like a trade show years and years ago i've just been hanging on to it since then i was like that's not true because that game come out in 2015 and the figure came out after it. Cause I followed these things. I'm aware, you know, but this dude's just blatantly lying. Why he obviously doesn't know what it is, but come on, quick Google search. You'll probably figure this out. Gia <laughs> <laughs> Jane. Unless he did know. And he was like, I'm nobody knows what this is. I'm just going to say GI Jane. Yeah. He's going for the parents, right? Yeah. <laughs> I bought actually a lot of those figures when they were coming up and I didn't buy quiet because I felt like, I was too ashamed to. <laughs> Would you say that you were now ashamed of your words and deeds? Yes, I am now ashamed of my words and deeds. That, I mean, not to get into, like, spoiler territory, but, like, I not, I don't really give a shit about, like, any of the plot in Middle Gear, as you well know. Like, I just don't care. Like, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine with other people, but, um, like, seeing that character and seeing the way that they, like, designed her and dressed her, where she's, like, literally in the game, like, rolling around having orgasms, um, like, on the concrete or whatever... Like mm-hmm. and then him saying like, oh, there's definitely an in-game reason for that, and it's just like, it was not a very good reason. Literally, that like, she like breathes through her skin, right? Like that's the yeah, way that she yeah. breathes. And I'm like, well, then, like if she's that altered, like why does she have breasts? <laughs> like why could I mean like yeah. it just like why did like that doesn't mean anything? Like her wearing a bikini ugh, anyway, it doesn't. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's, it's, I felt uncomfortable the entire time using her. Oh, I was like, man. I'm putting this girl in a sweater the second that I can. <laughs> Please, please, let me find. Let me let me find that. Uh, like, um, I was looking <clears throat> to bring this a little to supernatural. I was looking at pictures of Adrian Pilecki today, mm-hmm. trying to find that um, that Wonder Woman picture I sent you because I'd remembered how horrible that outfit was. And um, <laughs> she was uh, on Agents of Shield as Mockingbird, and she had like the best outfit. Like it was just like straight black leather. She looked badass. Like it just looked cool as shit. Like get that quiet. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, just come on and just make it porous with some nano machines. Like, this is an easy fucking fix. There's so many nano machines. So you can do anything you want. <laughs> they tricked anything. a dude into thinking he was a different dude, For and all these other dudes. Years. <laughs> yeah, and, like Ocelot tricked himself into thinking that this dude was a different dude. I mean, but they can't. come on. Yeah, but, but she still got. But she naked? has to wear a bikini. So, like, I got nothing wrong with babes in video games. It's no, fine. But like there was babes. something spe- especially about Quiet that did make me a little bit uncomfortable because it's one of those things that no matter what, we're like, ah, eh, you know, whatever. Like, you can brush off a lot of stuff, like casual misogyny in video games, if you want to just be like, yeah, I'm playing this video game. But with that, I was like, there is literally, there's just no reason for it to be like this. <laughs> there's no <laughs> getting around it's just that. So over the top. <laughs> And I just like his response to that, like, of, oh, you're everyone's going to figure it out or whatever. And uh, like, it's just so it's so tonally different than Yoko Toro. Because when, when they ask Yoko Toro, like, hey, why does uh, 2B wear high heels? And he just said, I like looking at women in high heels. And I was like, yeah, OK, yeah. oh, OK, <laughs> that, that I, OK, like I'm a white cis male too, like, you know, breast, but donka donks yeah. and Battlestar Galactica. That's my three B's, right? Like I can <laughs> I'm into that. You're allowed to have sexuality. It's OK. Yeah, it's it's totally fine. But I can get why, like, it, you know, it, I can get why it would turn somebody off though. Like it's, it is a little mm-hmm. overwhelming and like, she's a combat Android. <laughs> like, right. You have to finish the game like two or three times before you get something where she, you know, put some pants on, but I don't know. Like just, it's just like from the creator. Like, yeah, I just like looking at chicks like that versus, uh, Oh, you're going to be ashamed once you realize the end game. The truth. Yeah. He literally blah, said, blah, you're going to be blah, ashamed. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't feel ashamed. I feel ashamed like to be yeah. playing this game, but not for like judging it. <laughs> I feel ashamed that when my wife walks in and sees me, cause <laughs> we're playing yeah. this game, I feel so ashamed That's that hard. I, um, I just used diamond dog the entire time. I, just I was going to say, D-Dog. I just to stick with DD the entire time. <laughs> Hey, when's the last time you heard the Matlock theme song? I, I don't know. Dude, this thing just has, like, I've been I've listened to it probably four or five times today. It just has, like, the best fucking, like, the rudest bass I've ever heard. Like, listen to this. The rudest bass I've ever heard. This bass has gotten up and slapped its mother a couple of times. It's just so fucking rude. Maybe not rude. Maybe it's just the sleaziest bass I've ever heard in my life. It's like, pretty sleazy. <laughs> it makes me think that Matlock is a fucking shyster attorney. Especially with these like freeze cuts of him like winking and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it's like old white man the show. I know, but man, that song it's, is just yeah. really good. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> old white man the show uh, I, I used to watch a lot of Matlock with the fam my my mom always watched days of our lives Is oh that god a, yeah same yeah I, me and autumn bought would crack up all the time because bo and hope are still on days of our lives that's is bo the dude with the eye patch uh i th- well, Bo was like the, I don't know, dude, like, <laughs> probably. Oh, yeah, wait, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> like, I'm sure that dude has definitely worn, a, worn an eye patch in his life. <laughs> wow, she has been on not 
she played Hope Brady on the TV show Friends? That sounds like the kind of meta bullshit that I am into. (laughs) (laughs) They take place in the same universe. (laughs) I think there's like a werewolf baby or something. Maybe a vampire baby or something. There was a girl. Okay. Something, Something like that. Uh, but Does Sam okay. finally have a werewolf baby with it's what's probably, her name? It's, it's probably Sam's kid. It's been 13 years. Like that's long enough for him to have impregnated werewolf. That's baby. So many years. <laughs> Think about it. Sam could literally have a 13 year old werewolf baby in the fiction. God damn, that is so many years. Oh man, a 13 year old werewolf sounds like the worst fucking kind of werewolf too. Fuck you, Absolutely. mom. Transforms. Skin oh. flies everywhere. <laughs> I'm out of here, mom. <laughs> 13-year-old shifter would be even worse because oh, it was just like, like a fucking squir- squelch <laughs> of skin every time they got pissed off. Uh, Fuck you, Mom, I am going to dye my hair. You don't even have to. You're a fucking shifter. <laughs> uh, like, you could probably just, like, shift open your ears so you could didn't have to get your ears pierced, right? Like, you wouldn't have to have... There's so many, so many fun techniques. You don't even have to go to the mall and pierce your ears in the bathroom because they won't do it at Claire's. You know, you can just live your life. We that's a real story. So do you guys have Claire's at your malls? Yeah, stores totally, for young girls. Totally. Yeah. So I know Claire's. We went to the mall. We were all like sixteen. Me, me and the pals, Joe and Dylan, were there okay, from the chomp okay. So we're all going around. Joe's like, I want to get my ears pierced. Like, fuck it. So we went up to some place. I don't remember. And they're like, Yeah, sorry, we can't pierce your ears. Like, we're not really supposed to do that here anymore. Whatever. Okay, fine. They like honestly try Claire's. Like, they'll probably let you do it. Like, you're a, a, an older looking boy you're probably fine you're not like a you know eight-year-old girl uh-huh. um so we're like okay so we all traipse on down to uh to claire's <laughs> just a couple of fucking idiots walking in there and uh he was like hey could you pierce my ears and she was like oh, i don't think we're really supposed to like without a parent he's like but i'm like 17 or whatever he was like can you just please pierce my ears? like i'm basically an adult man can you please let me pierce my ears uh which is those things don't really coincide but you get the idea <laughs> Sure. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we we can't do that. And he was like, honestly, if you don't pierce my ears, I'm just gonna go and do it in the bathroom, and it's oh, like no. way dirtier. So oh, no. please, please do just that. do it, Dylan. And, no. she, and she was like, no, I'm sorry, we can't. So we went into the bathroom and pierced his ears in the fucking bathroom stall at a mall. That's, the dirtiest thing you could not, do. That's the that's the worst. Why did you do? It that? was infection free though. All right, it all worked out fine. Was that was that the sign on the door, or was that just next to a hot topic? You mean by infection free? Like... <laughs> yeah, that, that was the name of the story. Went to. <laughs> I have never pierced my ears. I was tempted one time, and I'm very very glad that I didn't. Yeah, I was tempted in. When I was like in elementary school, because all the uh, Final Fantasy boys had uh, their ears pierced, and I wanted to be like them. I mean, I still do, so nothing's changed. But I never pierced anything. <laughs> well, I'm not going to talk about all my piercings from the neck down. I don't think that I don't think the podcast oh. is too ready for any of that stuff. <laughs> Bo and Hope fans. Okay, let's, should we do this Facebook. fucking podcast or what? <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking up YouTube videos of Bo and Hope right now. You're drifting, dog. You're drifting. <laughs> to mark the 31st anniversary of Bo and Hope's official wedding on May 23rd, here's a look back at their weddings, plural, their weddings, <laughs> and vow renewals. Oh, boy. Oh, man. If you think if you think Supernatural fan videos are fun, why don't you click on, click on this bad boy? Oh, no. I'm already sweating. I need to, uh, I need to go ahead and create the episode on Fireside so that I can... Uh,
it's the most yeah. powerful mullet I've ever seen. That's I mean it's a it's a really strong mullet. Oh my god. Who is this singing? I have no idea. Is this Bruno Mars? It, I mean, probably. Let's see. Yeah, Bruno it Mars. Is. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, this is well made, only in the fact that it's at least one fucking aspect ratio. <laughs> I, I, and they did the work to frame everything in the same aspect ratio. Yeah. Like they, This is actually somewhat well produced. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that about a Bow and Hope video. They have the exact same hair for a significant portion of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, they're yeah. both so much better looking now than they used to be. How many times is this motherfucker going to propose to her? I mean, I this is, I have counted... How many rings does she got? How many rings she's she got, she's Chris? Just st- she can barely lift her hands anymore. <laughs> I mean, he just keeps putting them on her. and they're just. They're, I mean, she's down to the fingernail now with wedding rings. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I can't believe we're getting married again. I cannot believe... And, like, they look just as surprised every time. Oh, wow. Every time. They can't believe it. About a minute 54. That looks like a heroin addict bow, though. That didn't look like a good bow. Oh, no. I just saw another proposal. On a yep. deathbed, perhaps? In a hospital? Oh, another another one. Nope, that's at the wedding. Okay. You don't propose at the wedding. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean, if you do, ball or move. <laughs> He's got so many different leather jackets. He's, I mean... I wonder if these wow. two, two actors are tired of making out with each other on TV. They've, I, I don't know how they're not. <laughs> this is... I mean, like... I'm I've done tired a lot of, of podcasts it. with you, and I'm not really tired of it, but like, I don't have to look you in the face and like pretend to love you when that happens. True. That, never, that never has once occurred, except for that one lost episode that we had to throw away. If we had to seal every podcast with a kiss, it'd be a little bit more. It would be a little weird, Chris. It'd on our on our friendship, on our other relationships. <laughs> like I'm sorry, Jess. Um, the only way this thing's getting on iTunes is if we seal it with a kiss. We don't want to. We'd be stressed out. We'd be losing sleep. <laughs> it's just like a demon deal, baby. We have to seal it. With, it doesn't even. And that doesn't matter if it's our dad. It doesn't matter if it's Chris. It doesn't matter. I love when Sam had to summon the dude. We'll talk about it on the, this episode. And it was just a dude. He was like, I'm ready to fucking smooch you, brother. Let's do this. Yeah, let's go. I am excited about this. I'm going to go ahead and put the Matlock theme song in the show notes as well. While we're Fantastic. And while the we're bow and hope. Oh, yeah. that That's going to be first. I want people to look at that and, and like double take, right? Like, what the fuck were they talking about? that this? Because it'll be like three hours later. Yeah. Oh, man. That bass just stood up and slapped its mom again. I love it. I don't remember half the shit they wrote down. <laughs> I, I wrote it. Yeah, there's um, there's a special kind of note taking where you uh, just write down your reactions to what's happening that is mm-hmm. not helpful at all. <laughs> like, not not you. Like, this is what happens to yeah, me. Like, yeah. that's what happened on this third episode, and I was like, "What? I, I, what am I talking about? <laughs> My notes are so what? bad. I feel." I when feel does Sam and Dean fight in the car? Because I wrote down "fight in the car." <laughs> That's um, at the beginning of the third episode, right? That's when uh, I have it at the beginning of the first episode. <laughs> oh, maybe it happens. Maybe it happens a lot. Oh no! Hey, so speaking of the same universe, this Wayward Daughters show, we got to cover that when it comes out. Yeah, I think that's a terrible name for a show. By the way, I don't it's, know if we talked. It's about mouthy this. for sure. Wayward Daughters, <laughs> like 
Yeah. It, it's the it reminds me of the episode in like season eight or nine where um the boys get kind of misty at the high school musical version of wayward son mm-hmm. and it made me realize oh wait sam and dean have been watching the intro to the show along with me like that's <laughs> otherwise why would they care <laughs> that it's so emotional Cause you're like oh it's about us <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh but yeah like uh I'm I'm into the idea, right? I like the I like mm-hmm. uh, Sheriff Joe a lot. He's really really great. Um, well, let's take a quick break so I can grab some water. Okay, be right back. Okay, I'm gonna eat a cracker. It's tough podcasting on an empty stomach. Your blood sugar starts dropping. It ain't good. I hope my crunching isn't picking up on the mic too much. <laughs> Ooh, I sneezed. I'm constantly thinking about the fact that, well, what if I sneeze and I'm on the microphone? But it never really happens. Just now. Because I had a little bit of peanut butter in that peanut butter cracker. And I think sometimes peanut butter makes me sneeze. I don't really know why. I'm not allergic to it, but it just makes me sneeze. Just once. It's like when you look out at the sun at... Like you've been inside all day, you look out at the sun, makes sneeze sometimes. I don't know why. I don't know if that happens to you, Jeremy, but it happens to me. It happens to many people I know, so I know I'm not a total freak. Maybe I just have sensitive baby eyes. I mean, I, I definitely have sensitive baby eyes. It's true. These baby blues, like without sunglasses, I basically can't open them outside. It's it's a disaster. Things are honed for gaming and nothing else. That's not even true because there's my eyesight is so bad that I can barely see my TV. I got some thick ass glasses. I don't know if you've ever seen my glasses, Jeremy. Probably not because like you're not like you don't like, go to my bedroom, you know where I keep them generally. But uh, if you had seen them, you would say, "Chris, boy, you blind." Gene, please. <laughs> 